Attention all FD fans. If you are heading to an event this year, I've got an easy way for you to save yourself five bucks. So when you go to pick up tickets for any of the eight events, that's any of them, Long Beach, you know, Seattle, Atlanta, whatever it is that you want to go to, at checkout, use the code FD Podcast. It'll save you five bucks doing this for the 20th season. So head over, use the coupon code, save yourself some money, and I will I'll see you up there. Maybe you'll see me walking around. I don't know. If you do, say hi. Tell me, hey, I saved five bucks. If you want to give me that five bucks, I'm okay with that too. All right, everybody, welcome back to the outer zone. I'm here, uh, the the younger replacement. I'm just, I'm just kidding. That's, I know that's just been the joke. <laughs> Are you gonna find a job, bro, Jacob? <laughs> Look, this is it. Okay, we're having this out in it. front of everybody. Whoever's right here, listening right here, yeah. you and me, Jacob. We're doing it digitally. I'm in California. You're in <laughs> Canada. I'm coming for you. Let's have a vocal battle, a pronunciation battle. Who can? We'll, we'll go through an habit. Like we'll go through a thesaurus and see who can pronounce the the most words correctly. Pronounce. Pronounce. I'm immediately, okay, yeah. yeah, immediately at a disadvantage here because I put yeah. use in everything. So. But yeah, th- thanks you for coming on. Uh, I apologize for the sound bites. Uh, you can blame the editor from Formula Drift on those ones. I just you know facilitated <laughs> it. Uh, but I, I'm I'm really happy we got to do this. I yeah. will say you are a a big inspiration to what I've done and how I've tried to mold things. And as somebody who just deals with so many disciplines, like just so and and doing Red Bull Crash Dice immediately, <laughs> like as a Canadian, that was like holy shit, skate park meets hockey. Like I'm immediately yeah. gonna watch this. So yeah, uh, Ice Cross is is amazing. And yeah, thank I thank you for the compliments first and foremost. And I love what you're doing on the show. You're thanks, doing man. such a fantastic job of being inquisitive, being genuine, being authentic. You're a fan. Um, you know enough to be dangerous, but your inquisitiveness <laughs> and and your and your ability and your ability to inquire in a respectful and fact-finding way. I, I love yeah. it. You're doing a great It's job. hard. I want to go for the clickbait. Like, I really do. <laughs> well, it, obviously, all the ones that are including me where I look like a fool because I did call Sage about this because I didn't know because I was busy at the SEMA show and didn't uh, go to the press conference. So, yeah. my bad, you know, and then I found out about it and it was like 11 at night having some drinks. I'm like, what's this podcast thing? What's, so what's going on I, here? Maybe I do sound like that. But uh, the soundbite that FD posted <laughs> makes me look even dumber. So. No, no, you're good. You're good. You're, dude, it's honestly, this is so, it's as much work as I thought, but so much more. Like yeah. the, the podcast part's the easy part. It's everything else that's gone into it that's the time suck. Yep. Like oh, if I all know, I had to do was show up and talk. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, I get blessed, right? Like everybody's like, do you have any project cars? I'm like, no, let them spend their money. Um, do you have to do anything else? Nope. I make like a panda, eat, shoots and leaves. I'm out. No editing. No, nothing yeah. like that. I mean, I'll do voiceover like after Nitro Rallycross, um, we'll do like, you know, a couple things of reads and stuff like that. But, um, as opposed, as opposed to my work, just hit it and quit it, baby. I, that's the way to go. I mean, that's obviously been, I guess, the long-term plan. I mean, going from tying shoes to, you know, now getting to this point, it's a, it's a huge jump. But like, has that always been the plan? Like if you, was it one of those, like you hit 13, hit puberty, found the voice and you're like, oh shit, I got to use this? Absolutely not, man. I mean, this is this is kind of dumb luck. Um, I, I grew up in San Diego, street racing. Um, most recently, my son who's six, I have two boys, 16 and eight. And my 16 yeah. year old son, he's like, hey dad, like, you know, maybe, maybe I'll fall in the footsteps of you. I was like, okay, cool. So barely graduate high school, um, drop out of junior college the first semester, and see what happens because that's what your dad did. <laughs> so all joking aside, you know, I, 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 they made the movie Fast and Furious about what we were doing. You know, I remember right. Steph Papadakis, Battle of the Imports, you know, all these names, Sean Carlson, shout out, rest in peace, Sean Carlson. Um, they made the movie about what we were doing. So I, long story short, grew up street racing in San Diego, 
work at a shop, go to Tokyo Auto Salon in 99. Like that's, this is how old I am. Wow. I'm dating myself. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Um, I just grew up in these. So again, worked at a shop, worked at a car magazine called TMR, Toy Machine Racing Magazine. Um, early, early days. This is the late 90s. Um, met my wife at SEMA show in 99. Um, nice. Worked at Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Worked at the t- uh, X-Concepts, which make modifiers. How did I become an announcer? Well, I've known Ryan and Jim through, as Ryan described, how he met Jim was through Hot Import Nights and through these things. Mm-hmm. So um, long story short, Ryan brought, re- recounted the story, but I was working at Speedwell Footwear, the shoe company. And he says, hey, you're charismatic. Why don't you try this? Well, I eventually left. was working at Gumball 3000, Meguiar's, and then concurrently the first year. I didn't get paid anything. Four rounds. Um they got me there, but I didn't get paid anything. So I did it yeah. pro bono. Then 04, 05, and here we are celebrating 20 years. And then I've just parlayed it into multiple different jobs and things and stuff and just networking. You know, 08 hit yeah. everybody really hard. I was looking at working at Home Depot. But now I'm I'm flying 200,000 miles a year, um, traveling the world, talking shit. So it's it's a it's yeah. a blessing, man. I'm I, I've I get to work with my friends. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I'm absolutely blessed. My wife is really supportive. She still works in the automotive industry. Um, she works at Momo Weld, MW Co. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, 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 you know, it's funny because people are like, yeah, just such as yourself. Any formal training? Literally none. Yeah, no, literally none. <laughs> so I've just, I've been self-taught. And the the funny story I always say is, um, I was a kid that read aloud in class. Like, who wants to read? I'm like, poof, I'd always read. And the oh, other okay. one is seventh grade, Mr. Curtis. Um, he, he drove a he drove a manual Mercedes Benz had had half of his arm amputated, okay. A manual, so just do the math. Anyways, Mister Curtis had a diamond in his tooth. Anyways, <laughs> seventh grade, he goes, Jared, get up here. I was like, what? He's like, I heard you talking. I was like, yeah, Mike was too. He's like, I only heard you, and that uh, was where I kind of it's just a little foreshadowing about mm. as far as my inflection and how I could whisper really quiet, and you could still understand ASMR. Here we are. Thanks, Jake, for having me on the other stuff. Um, that's it, man. That's the long and short yeah. of it. But I'm I'm so thankful for Ryan Sage and Jim Lau and the opportunity they presented to me and investing into me as much as I've invested into them. And I I, I thank them for the the opportunity and then just planting that seed and growing and growing and growing. So Yeah, like were you, I guess, like did you have a lack of social anxiety as a kid? I know for me that was a huge thing. Like I was never the kid to be shy or anything else. Like I it's the complete opposite. So um, I'm just, yeah. Uh, as far as no, I, I've I've never been. I've, I just don't get nervous like in in these yeah. scenarios. Um, most recently, kind of the I had the busiest September of my life, dude. I mean, between <laughs> it was insane. Um, I was home maybe two days, but literally did Cletus McFarland's thing at Bristol. Right, got on an early plane, went to Indy. For Royal Purple, work for auto. So these are all the companies in September I work for: Cletus McFarlane, Royal Purple, AutoZone, Formula Drift, Nitro Rallycross, Harley Davidson, Snap-on Tools, and oh, I did the global launch for the all-new Ford Mustang in Detroit. In Detroit. I say this yeah. because that was just a really amazing experience, just to be part of history. Um, you got, you know, uh, Farley and uh, and gosh, what's his name? The, the the president, the chairman of the board, and Henry Henry the Fourth the Third, yeah, and Jim Farley are front row when I'm presenting downtown Detroit, the all new Ford Mustang. That was a an amazing experience. 
That was right out there. I mean, I live I live in Windsor, so I'm across the oh, that's river. Right. So I can oh, see oh, I can see everything going on from my porch. I'm like sitting out there, like looking. I'm like, <laughs> I should probably just go stop by and say hi. And no one totally. has any idea who I am, but like, yeah, I'll swing in. So yeah, <laughs> that's absolutely. crazy though. In September, like that's one month. That's yeah. nuts. What? Yeah, and it's a uh, it's. Uh, Again, I have a very supportive family, and again, yeah. Ryan and Jim, thanks to them for uh, for investing in me, man. I think the supportive wife is like it. It sounds like the supportive partner in general. Uh, the amount of times I've talked to people where like they're like, yeah, I was doing this thing, but like I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. And a lot of the times it comes back to like just not having the support in some way or another. Because I know like my calendar is not as nuts as yours, but we have a calendar right. in our living room. It's like six foot by six foot. It's every day of the year, and we wow. just mark it all off when I'm gone. And my my wife's great. She works for me at the company. Like, but it's the only way. It's the right. only way any of this would happen is just having that support to be able to do it right. Yeah, it's it's it comes in. I mean, here's my ethos, Jacob, and this is where I, you know, I'm, I'm asked a lot of times, like how you know, either announcing or you know, just just young people doing things, or even old people, you know, like yeah. how you know, we went to a wine party over at our friend's house and meeting people of all ages, from you know, my age, younger to 70, 80 year olds. What do you do? You announce car races? What? Huh? My ethos. There's kind of four pillars to it, and there's overlap. Um, be honest. You never have to think a day in your life to your loved mm -hmm. ones, to your friends, to anybody you work with, right? Uh, be honest. Be humble because you're part of the equation. Anybody that has like a self-made tattoo, I get it. Like if you're an artist, a musician, but people still need to invest into you, right? Yeah. So be honest, be humble, under promise, over deliver. If I'm going to do something, I'll put, you know, I, I, I'll carry sticks. Like I was, I remember hosting Baja 1000, work with the crew. I'm, I'm pulling pelicans, carrying sticks, you know, doing it. They're like, dude, you're talent. Don't do that. I was like, dude, it's, it's about it's about we, not me, right? And mm -hmm. us. And then the last one is do you, Jacob, because you do you better than anybody else does you and your brand a, and what you are. Not like I'm doing me, baby boo, out, but more of like <clears throat> understand that there's only one of you. And mm -hmm. I always say analogously, I'm Mint Chip. You might not like Mint Chip. You might not exactly be a fan. Still sweet, but I get it. There's brands for everybody, you know? And I'm, I am who I am and, you know, you're a coffee connoisseur and I'm not going to question that because <laughs> your beanie just says you like uh, a yeah. single, um, single origin, um, Colombian, uh, coffee. I mean, it just I, screams it. I am, I am definitely for all the co deep coffee nerds here. Uh, <laughs> Rwandan high altitude and honey processed is, is my go-to. If anybody's wondering, um, okay. <laughs> uh, is, this, is this on your wish list when people well, can send you gifts? I know like people will bring you beer. So I'm kind of hoping yes. if I put it in the universe that mm. like somebody will like show up with a bag of coffee. I got, and it's I got, like, a, I got a few. You, go, right? you got to try. James Coffee Company down in San Diego. That's my homie. Of course. Yeah. And then have you had their stuff? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, James. Yeah, it's good. Bird it's Rock really good. fell off. Like Bird Rock was a banger. And then the other one that you need to try, which is really, really dope. I did a, coincidentally did a podcast with her. Um, she owns Lady Falcon Coffee Club. It's in San Francisco. Okay. Beautiful, beautiful packaging, female owned. She's what you call a, um, she's, is it curated, right? Whether you, when you're a coffee sommelier. Yeah. 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 So she's one of like, 50 in North America that's curated. That's crazy. Super dope. Ch check them out. Lady oh, yeah. Falcon Coffee Club, dude. I think I'm yeah. I think I'm in San Francisco this year, so I'm going to I'm definitely Let's adding go. that on there. No, that, I'll, that's, I'll link you up. That honestly, like so this kind of goes into uh, a travel question I had for you cuz I've been this is this coming year is the most travel I've ever done and I'm always trying to understand how to do it better and one person had told me find something you enjoy doing it and just do it at every stop. Right? Mm -hmm. So like I know for you it's it's either, you know, cool beers, tattoos. Like that mm -hmm. seems to be like, okay, I've got three hours. What do I do? Do I sit in a hotel and, and do nothing or do I go find something to do? 
So I, I'm assuming yeah, I, tattoos are yours. <laughs> yeah, eat local, drink local, get tattooed local. That's my motto. Right. And, and what's interesting is if you go to, there's kind of a triangle here. If you go to your local tattoo shop, right? You can, yeah. Or like, because I'll DM people, like, yo, tattoo shop, Nashville, boom, okay, go. Go to the tattoo shop. They'll tell you a good place to eat mm-hmm. or drink that's local. Say so you go to like a really dope brewery. You're like, yo, where would you go get tattooed? Oh man, my, my dude down the street, he's great. Okay. Or you go to like a really cool eatery. Where to get tattooed? Where do I drink? That little that little triangle, the rock, baby. This isn't. I'm not throwing up the diamond. Don't don't think conspiracy theory right now. Uh, okay? I, I thought we were going yeah. diamond Dallas Page, but all right. <laughs> yeah, didn't <laughs> didn't. No, it's good enough, John. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, traveling is is something I I really relish in. I enjoy. I've traveled the world, and and I've had the pleasure of taking my family uh, either to UK, um, going to Goodwood Festival Speed, Switzerland, nice. New Zealand, going over to New Zealand for for two weeks. This is 2019. Um, yeah, man. Eat local, drink local, get tattooed local. What what is your okay, you're you're not a small human being, obviously. I'm only no. six foot. I don't I mean I've I've got some growing to do still, but like yeah. what is your tr- like what what tri- like tips or tricks or anything do you have to do this? Because like uh, are you to travel? Are you, yeah. Like sit down and th- shut up. <laughs> that's that's it. But I mean you, uh, you do, do, I I drink a lot on the planes, but uh, you know, that's <laughs> I, I po- good podcasts like the outer zone featuring yeah. Jacob. Jeez, the plugs keep coming. Is that is that like your go-to is like just plug in and, and kind of shut down kind of thing? I just mult yeah, I kind of multitask when I'm on when I'm on a flight. I'll listen to podcasts, listen to music. Like I my wife made the observation yesterday. It's like we had music on. I had the players. I golf a lot. Um, yeah, of course. I, <laughs> you say of course, but for people that don't follow me on social oh, media, Jesus. you see it's like cars, golf, golf, <laughs> golf, cars. Like people are like, you just do cars for work. I said, no, I just I'm I, I've, I've, I've posted about everything that I do. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's just anyways. So travel, I, I multitask. So yesterday I had the golf thing on, had music. We're playing gin outside. It's a beautiful day. I'm doing this, looking at my phone, sensory overload. Like I can right. listen to three different conversations going on at the same time. It's, it's just this kind of innate thing where I'm, I'm constantly observing and seeing and, uh, and my role as an announcer, I, 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 that's important. You know, I always say, Actions speak louder than words, but I just put an exclamation point on it. So I give it that mm. up, that impact that, you know, if, if the cars didn't have any noise, which they don't in Nitro Rallycross, the groupie all electric cars. Yeah. But, um, you know, all that being said is, uh, it's about travel. Just have fun, man. And I, you know, I, you have kids, right? Don't you have kids? Yeah, I got three. Oh boy. Got your hands yeah. Full. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, we went man to man defense. We had two and I got snipped. I'm out. I'm out the game. It's game. eight. Yeah. No, factory <laughs> shut down. I hear you. We're good. <laughs> No, man-to-man defense, we're good because ours is, you know, 16 and 8. So they're actually, he's going to be 9 here in March. But uh, yeah, man, um, I love traveling. I love making the world smaller, bringing that back to my family and bringing that aspect. Yeah. And and eat local, drink local, get tattooed local, baby. Do you fly like one airline all year? Like, do you just like collect all the yeah. Delta points? And Yeah, and American. I'm, American? I'm loyal. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm like Have you done the research? Like, uh, like this, well, is, this is the best one? No, American okay. is the largest. And originally I flew US Air and that because we were in Arizona, but then American or US Air bought American. They dissolved right. US Air the name, became American the largest. And in Arizona, that was our airline. So now, right. now we're now we're back in California because we missed traffic and taxes. So we moved back from Arizona back to California. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize that you made that move. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. When was that? Like last um, couple of years? Twenty twenty. July twenty twenty. Really? We moved back to during COVID. 
I was going to say, you did the exact opposite of what everyone else, you're like, hey, everyone's moving out. There's got to be real estate. <laughs> yeah. And, and coincidentally, and really scarily, I should say, is a, we had a five-car caravan and the, the outreach was amazing. Um, my brother yeah. was driving a big box truck. It was five cars, two Tundras, uh, an Explorer at the time, 32 foot and like a 23 foot or something like that. My brother driving the big truck blows out a tire, hits the thing, dumps all of our stuff all over the freeway. He, I mean, he's a lucky he's alive, dude. Like right yeah. near Coachella, Indio, everything was all over the freeway. It was crazy. It was scary. But yeah, we moved, we moved during COVID and the, the CHP or not CHP, but the um, Caltrans guy comes out. He's like, wait, you're moving from Arizona to California? I was like, yeah, dude, there's no traffic. He's like, dude, turn around. This is a bad omen. Just go home. <laughs> had to borrow, had to go rent a U-Haul, picked up the U-Haul because- you know, they just don't have like a, a, a claw machine that picks up all the trash and debris. Yeah. We got to pick it up. So it's a two-lane two lane road, freeway, closed it down, made the news. Had to go pick up a U-Haul, had to get stuff, had to take it back an hour the next day. That U-Haul blew up on our way back. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And you Sorry, just still, you're just like drifting. I feel like we're just talking about nah, my life story. It's all it was, good. It was yeah. a, it was a it was a cold October nineteenth, nineteen seventy eight, when Jared Deanda was born. <laughs> seventy eight. Oh, I'm not even going to tell you what year I was born. I don't want to. I don't want to insult baby, you here. It's all good. Aren't you? I'm definitely a baby. Uh, yeah. I'm nineteen ninety. So hmm. I mean, I'm in my thirties now, which means I know absolutely nothing about life, but I feel like I do. You know what? It's <clears throat> it's why you're you know you're you're inquisitive, and and you know it's why you're born with you know two ears and one mouth. Sometimes just shut up and listen. Yeah, that's been the that's been the hard part, honestly, of this is like trying not to interject. I mean, everybody in the comments will will correct me whenever I do it too much. Like so that's that's shoot, been back to the event kind of side of things. And and again with Formula Drift, uh, I always say you shoot for perfect, you settle for good. And yeah. that's that's been my ethos as far as as events. If it's Formula Drift, X Games, Nitro Rallycross. Um, obviously, when you're shooting a video or hosting content like I do, you know you have multiple takes, but um, I love Ryan sharing those early, and and he gave me such a great compliment. Again, I love Sage. I, lo I love the dude. I'm so thankful for him. I'm thankful for the whole FD family. And, you know, we have different relationships, each person. You know, Andy Luck to yeah. me or um, Cassidy. <laughs> oh, you Andy. Know. Oh, boy. O ODP, Old Dirty Panda. Um, yeah, so <laughs> um, I don't know where I was going with this, but basically That's just, okay. Yeah, it, it's— I don't know. I don't even know where I'm going. I'm rambling. It's all good. We're 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 talking in circles. I'm okay with it. Yeah. So what do you okay, so you get to FD. Like, are you do you show up usually fairly early? Do you kind of roll in right before practice? Like what's your uh, obviously with uh, yeah. the schedule, you can only get in so early. Yeah. Um I yeah. I mean I don't need to watch all of it. I'll get kind of cliff notes and then I'll watch mm -hmm. and see what's going on and and just navigate it, baby. I mean, it's 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 pretty organic back to kind of what we were talking and doting on you about is I'm inquisitive. Um, I have a level of edutainment that I need mm. to do. So I'm somewhere between late night talk show host, comedian, and broadcaster, right? So obviously need to know the sport, need to know the, yeah. you know, things. And people always ask me like, did you ever race? No, but I've just been around it so much, you know, from the streets and all these things. And then obviously with FD, import drag racing, all of that. So um, I just roll in, watch, spectate. they Kick a hole in the speaker and let's go. Yeah, yeah, let's go. I usually see. I mean, I'll see kind of. Yeah, I mean, I'll see you putter around the pits and like like ch chat with guys and like have quick conversations and stuff like that. And then obviously like the Jared text line, which is in my opinion like the most underutilized thing that drivers you know need to get on. I don't want to blow <laughs> your phone up during the broadcast, but like the amount of times it's like, hey, I just got a text like. 
this guy just did this thing. They're they're trying to repair it, and the next thing you know, it's like a shot to Lorette, and Lorette's down there yeah. actually interviewing them. Yeah. So I think I yeah. think all the drivers just need to have like a text line to Jared to like real time updates. I don't know. Sometimes <laughs> it backfires. Sometimes I'll yeah. get, get fierce tech. Um, I'm gonna put Vaughn on blast. Um, Orlando, no, West Palm Beach was it? Yeah. Okay. Flor- well, the one Florida where he just banged into Daigo and just ran him over. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I call them Mr. Plow, which it's a reference, right? So it's like, the Simpsons. you know, he's because yeah. Daigo, Mr. Plow, that's my name again, again, is Mr. Plow. It's Mr. Plow. Right? So <laughs> the next day he watches the broadcast or watch the live stream. He's like, bro, like he just was so mad at me. So mad because I called him Mr. Plow. And, and, he, and like, I missed the call. He left the message. I called him back. He said, I'm on vacation. I'm not going to talk to you right now. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so mad at me. I was like, dude, let's talk about this. Like, Mr. Plow is a reference to The Simpsons. It's funny. Yeah. You banged his door. It was pretty violent. Remember, it was, it was the SC430. Or, um, yeah. Yeah, the SC. And uh, he slams into a man. And, I, I, you know, and then the next, and then at the time was Andy Laputko was his filmer, who Andy, uh, he's right. one of the founders of Race Service. Race Service, he, yeah. Yeah, he, did, he shot this video and he put, there's a punk version. Mr. Plow, that's my name. That name again is Mr. Plow, Mr. Plow. So he did an edit to it. You can find it. Look it up. So then, oh then he's like, yeah. Then he like villainized him. He's like, yeah, I'm Mr. Plow. So then he like, you know what I mean? Like Leaned into so, it. Yeah, he yeah. leaned into it for sure. Just went full attitude era. He's yeah. just like, yeah, let's just, might as well. If, if this is what so I'm going to be known for, I might as well be. Yeah. And I, and I, I, you know, I'll be honest. Like I have different degrees of relationship with different drivers. Some yeah. just, we sync on different things, just like anybody. I mean, you know, why does one person like Lewis Hamilton over Max or, you know, Daniel? And, you know, we always reference F1, right? Always default yeah. back to F1. Um, yeah. So just all the different relationships, you know. Well, and a lot of these guys you've just known for years, right? Like going mm-hmm. back to the Drift Alliance guys, like that's that's been since essentially day one, if not even before then, right? Yeah. Three, I reached out. I was working at Racer Magazine. Selling okay. advertising. And I saw the article um, concurrently, like drift show off's gonna go on and and, and these things. And I mm. and I'm like, dude, we need to get into drifting and like da-da-da, racer. I saw the article about Tony Angelo, Chris Forsberg driving cross country, doing the D1 driver search in Wired magazine. So they yeah. had these initial D style anime cartoons paired with this juxtaposition of these Pennsylvania rock and roll looking kids, you know, Murder yeah. City Devil shirts on. And I and I reached out, I found uh, uh, F was it FR Drift or no? Uh, gosh, was it Zip Tide or something? And I oh. found Tony's uh, aim, and I said, "Hey, why don't you come live with me and my new wife in our new house?" And Tony moved in with us. I didn't know Forsberg at the oh, time. No way. He tells me he, he, him, and Tony and uh, Chris were kind of they weren't enemies. They they were they just had like a rift. I think Tony really was not envious or jealous, for lack of a better term, but really liked what Chris was doing because he mm. signal team came out and they brought him out. Mm. Won't get into those details if you want. We can. But Tony's like, hey, I got this other dude from Pennsylvania. He lives up in Orange County. Let's go meet him. And Chris and I just immediately hit it off. So this is, again, 03, before FD's even founded. I just wanted mm. to help him and invest in in him and build. So I introduced him to Rockford Fosgate, introduced him to all these other sponsors and people. So yeah, I've, I mean, Tony lives with me. Chris have known forever. I mean, I've officiated... You know, Larry Chen's wedding, Von Kitten Jr.'s wedding, Chris Forsberg, which he's now, that's the first wedding I ever did. And now first he's, wedding. Yeah. He's, he's, he's divorced, you know, so, yeah. um, so it's the first failed marriage I've had. But I mean, I've officially, <laughs> like I said, Larry's wedding. Um, 
Yeah, a bunch of people. So yes, degrees of relationship, of course, you know. And Chris Forsberg gets the win, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's always that's always my <laughs> like that's like the best the best line. People are like, oh, Forsberg's gonna get it, and then and then when Chris has a rough year, no one says anything. No, they're like, oh, no. okay, you know, it's a, you, yeah, it's yeah, fine, Chris Forsberg. And and, yeah. and somebody brought it up, uh, either Ryan or Lontane, and yeah, they. they Forsberg's like, I'm never going to qualify number one just because he has the most <laughs> equity against himself. You know what I mean? Like it just, yeah. and, and, and I literally will not. And if you listen to me call Forsberg out, like I, I don't pump him up. I let mm. whatever. So like, you know, people think like, Oh, just Jared's blah, blah, blah. like, no dude, like there's no way. And it doesn't matter what I say at the end of the day. Like I've had yeah. some drivers, I won't name names. They're like, Hey, can you lay out when I'm qualifying? And I've literally done it for a driver. I was like, all right, I won't say a damn thing. And I did Interesting. it. Interesting. And I was like, here's your driver, da-da-da-da, and da-da-da-da. And then Yeah, because I remember you being is. like, there oh, let's is, just, you know, let's just like listen to the sounds of this car and then just let it go. And I'm like, why is he doing that? Ah, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Someone's gonna do some research. But no, I, I, I mean yeah. Yeah, it's Whatever. all good. It's all good. We're not here yeah. to get people in trouble, but no, no, that's not at all. that's interesting. Well, I mean, I I think like like you said you become you do become friends with with people in the pits like i mean i'm i'm friends with certain drivers and and mm-hmm. not and not like negative towards anybody but just not friends because i don't know them like i don't know dean carney that well like to right. say hi yeah i'd probably be fine jonathan hurst simon olson those guys like i know incredibly well so it's it's very different than you know if i were to just be in a room with them i'm going to gravitate and chat with the guys i already know and, and yeah. or guys that i've known the longest right so yeah yeah, but I, I don't think there's any inherent bias. I mean, there's so much going on when you're up in that stand anyways. You don't have time to to legitimately go like, oh, I'm going to announce this person better because I like no. them more. There's no there's so, no way. I, I mean, they're they're like my kids. I can't, I, I seriously yeah. can't choose them. I mean, I, I you know, uh, my favorite moment is Jonathan Castro and James Dean. And Ryan says I make fun of him because he cried about it. And and I do I do not. I, I, I remember like, yeah. being emotional about it. Like literally. Yeah. Standing we up all my arms. Yeah. I, I'd still get goosebumps about it because it, I mean, yeah. I know we talked about it before, but like it was one of the greatest moments because you saw Castro just on the edge of being great every round, every round. And then it clicked and like the best dance partner he could have. Yep. Like there it is. Yeah. Goosebumps right away. <laughs> like, Oh, I love it. It's just, it was, yeah. yeah, it's, it's, it's just one of those moments that I mean, should go down as as like the great one of the greatest. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah and it's such definitely. an easy reference for people. So, yep. is there? Yep. Uh, so, my my knowledge of the first ten years of FD is not nearly as good as my second. This the the latter half. Right. Is there a moment in the first ten years that you think people are forgetting about or missing or like should go back and and rewatch? I know drifting back no, then was very different, but yeah, I would say like people like Alex Pfeiffer racing his Hachiroku against Sam Hubinet in Atlanta. 2004, the first Ooh. ever FD, you know, and, and like, yeah. uh, you know, Takayano, uh, you know, just, there's just so many iconic names, Ernie Fixmer, um, you know, Ken Gushi driving S13 back in the day, Ken Gushi winning, um, in the first Ford Mustang that was in Formula Drift, like in Sonoma, he won a behind the wheel right. of a Ford Mustang. So Gushi was the first ambassador su- supported by Ford. And then Vaughn just huh. bought one in 05 to compete in 05 because 04 he was an S13 and then he just he just did it and Falcon's like look we're we're buying into you and remember Forsberg Tony the the DA guys were all on Falcon Um, Mm -hmm. 
which which is so sad to see Falcon go. But um, yeah. love love those dudes and grown up with those dudes. If it's Nick Fosekis or Jay Brad or even uh, Mickey from Throttle, he uh, he used to be at Falcon. So um, I didn't know that. Yeah, so uh, I would say that um, just the juxtaposition of cars, and again, just Ryan talked about how ecstatic I was. Like, look at him, look look how high he is on the wall. And I'm like, oh, by comparison now, not that fantastic. But yeah, you take any sport and look at it, you know, oh, yeah. even 10, 15 years ago, and, and it was just completely different, right? Like, yeah. know, it's it's hard to compare. I mean, there's there, I can't think of a single sport that hasn't, that hasn't progressed like extensively. Maybe golf. I don't, but I don't know golf that well. Oh no! I mean, yeah, because like, absolutely, have, yeah. No, it's totally progressed. <laughs> I mean, technology of a full carbon face, carbon fiber head on a tailor-made stealth too, and then yeah. I mean, won't bore you with golf details, bud. <laughs> has, has, has like driving gotten that much further though? Like, is it? Are we like regularly breaking like like three hundred and fifty at this point? Whereas like uh, before. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, there's, yeah, the technology and what they're doing. There's different dudes that are pushing the boundary. I mean, Supercross, right? So there was yeah. Jeremy McGrath and Ricky Carmichael. They, they progressed it, right? And then Ken Roxon yeah. takes it another different direction. And then, you know, even Bubba Stewart back in the day. So there's progression, in everything between equipment and, and mind and body. Um, you know, it, it, it came together for Von Gittin Jr. when he got his mind right, you know, in 2010 mm. and 2020. Um, his biggest competitor, it's a game of inches. I'm talking about the inches in between your ears, not yeah. of your car to the wall. You know, it's it, it's absolutely mental. And and that's that's that X factor that to dial it down. You know, Chelsea has that turn it to 11 attitude. Maybe go 9.5 and you got a champion. And he was right there. He's in he's in competition. But shoot, I mean, look at even Vaughn and Chelsea crashing into each other that one year. Um, that could have been yeah. the, that could have been the the breaker. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I put I, I basically put um, Odie. Turk and Chelsea is probably the the three drivers I think most deserving right now of the championship yeah. that like haven't won already, like right. th- that are just so close to it. I mean, I I, I want to talk to Turk about it directly, but like his huge crash in Long Beach that one year oh. to then completely rebuild the car at race service, take a street car, swap everything over, and then I talked to him in Orlando, and I'm like, hey, are you good? And he's like, well, I'm still kind of out of it, and he like crushed the rest of that year yeah. but it was almost well, he won like in jersey he, he won in jersey that. in that backup yeah. car yeah yeah exactly and that's, and but that's it was almost like he thing. needed to do that yeah yeah that's i mean you know dudes always drive better when they back it in and then they're a guy like dude yolo risk it dude just go for it risk it for the biscuit and get after it yeah well if it's the worst thing that's happened to you like now that barrier to like how far you can push gets gets pushed that little bit further right cuz you're like yeah. okay I've I've crashed doing 80 90 miles an hour and I'm okay like it sucks but like now that <coughs> fear that fear threshold is further on down the line. Yeah. So I'm wondering if that like that was why. Well of course I mean you get back on that horse asking. man. Um I, I think that Turk you know again he beat himself that's that's usually what happens and and we yeah, talked about it. you know yeah, we talk, he turked himself too. <laughs> yeah, 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 he turked yeah. himself. Um, and yeah, I mean, look at all the NASCAR drivers that are getting concussions, and you know they're they're knocking themselves out literally. I mean, you know, Kurt Busch mm-hmm. can't drive because he's hit he's hit his head too many times. You know, I know that Reddick and uh, shoot, I mean, yeah, Reddick and Bowman, they both they both rang their bell. So it's it's no joke. And yeah. we've you know, knock on wood, you know, I've seen a few sensational crashes um but everybody walked away i mean broken foot i think it was uh taka Ayano, um darren mcnamara he broke his foot i think when and shoot most recently our our, our boy john Hurst. yeah 
right? The pride, yeah. the pride of Paducah, man. Throw some dirt on pride it. We're good, Paducah. man. I just need a coilover, brother. Just give me that coilover. I'm, I'm, fi- I'm back out there, man. <sighs> that was that was one of the most <laughs> like pure moments ever of just like because that's who he is. He's just like yeah. I just need to get it back. I just need to get it back out there. That's it. Yeah. And like the, the crowd of people around him and everybody helping, it was, so it was another one of those. Like, and that's super- what I love, man. You could share, you could share even trade secrets. And that's what's really interesting about drifting, right? Is because when you go to NHRA, yeah. if it's top fuel, if it's, you know, a funny car, they're not sharing secrets. They're, sh- they're they will share tools, but there's like an innate rivalry, right? And for the most part, everybody mm-hmm. gets along in the paddock. Um, and yeah, and you have your set, you know, you have your gang, you have your crew that, when, you know, shit hits the fan, they're going to drop them and go over there. You know, not just like Papadakis racing. I'm talking about like Forsberg's yeah. team going over here or RTR helping out this guy or, you know. Um, I love the camaraderie, man. I mean, that's, it's just the best. I mean, I I, I don't want to say I take it for granted. I'm not jaded at all. But I mean, I'm so proud of where Formula Drift's at. It's its growth rate. It's respect to working with sponsors. It's a revolving door. It's reasonable. Um, I think it's manageable. It's, I mean, I'm obviously a huge fan. I, I mean, I'm so proud to be part of the the DNA and the the family of, of Formula Drift. Keeps you coming back, like at the end of the day. I mean, re- realistically, you could you could probably take those eight weekends a year, book them back out, or take vacation and find other stuff and and yeah. keep working. But at the end of the day, yeah. I mean, obviously, keep resigning. So. Yeah, something. <clears throat> my wife asked me. She's like, "Are you still, you know, are you still excited after, you know, this is a couple of years ago, even." I yeah. said, "Yeah, I am. I'm really excited. I'm. I'm so proud of again just the, the 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 skeletal system, the structure of FD, and then look at. I mean, going to SEMA show now, known as the voice of SEMA, by the way, which I know, mic drop, I know. Voice uh, so many fun. things. <laughs> Kids parties, bat mitzvahs, whatever you need, dude. Tisanetas, <laughs> you know, I, I make a mean balloon snake. Um, <laughs> here you go, kids. Here you go. <laughs> um, uh, back in the day, here's." Vaughn and Forsberg and Turk, I just use them because I've known them the longest. But, you know, Osbo, I say that because mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this, and I don't know if it's public knowledge, but I think it is. I'm just going to put it out there. When Essa won the championship, I heard, and I, I'm, I'm just going to throw it out there, you could do your fact-finding, that BMW sent him a letter and says, please do not acknowledge us as your manufacturer. I heard um, that too. Driving the BMW. Did you hear that? Yeah, yeah, I have heard that. I've heard that. Yeah, and what's interesting to me is if you look at all the dang commercials, especially BMW, they're yeah. traditionally drifting, right? They're ripping around. So, but and then now you look at, you know, I mean, look at the Toyota spots, right? You got Turk in them, right? Ripping around. You got, you know, Vaughn. Vaughn is the Ford guy. You know, uh, rest yeah. in peace, Ken Block. After Ken left there, um, you know, he Vaughn moved up as their kind of. I'd say A1, you know, because he's doing mm-hmm. dirt stuff. He's doing on-road stuff. He's doing a lot of cool stuff. And then, um, yeah, and then and then Nissan. Forsberg's Nissan from day one. And yeah. Nissan's finally acknowledging that. I mean, he had literally, I think, the the second all-new Z off the line, that that comp mm-hmm. car. That's the second Z in the world. There was like the blue and the yellow one. I think the yellow one, and he got like the first one off the line to be chopped up. <laughs> get get that well, they, saw out. He man. was talking about it. He was like saying, he's like, yeah, I can't break taillights because they don't exist. Like, I can't, exactly. I can't replace this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> almost, mm-hmm. almost just take them out before the run just in case. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm excited. I mean, uh, Matt Field talked about being like the first Chevy driver. I mean, I'm excited to see more big OEMs jump on. 
Like, I really think the sport needs it. I mean, it'd be nice. Obviously, we saw this year with Rad Dan struggling with funding. Uh, JTP, I mean, I think, obviously, the Falcon thing hit him hard. And and it sounded like, I, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but it sounded like he was kind of done already. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he, it and, seemed and, like he was kind of finished. Yeah, and I and JTP has seen so many different seasons from, you know, back in the day working with James Bondurant, and he was a homie, and then, and then, you know, in the FC, remember he like he was supported by the wave. It was like the final wave or something. It was like a, um, it was, a, it was some cool charitable cause. He worked with Nick Hogan on that program, and then you know, Vaughn kind of hands him keys to a Ford to Mustang, gets him involved in there, and then JTP flourishes. Hotline. He's a talented dude. Um, yeah, he's just had a season of his life where he's going to support Jackson and and his wife. Which is and, so cool. Yeah, like and and you see it, you know. I mean, I, yeah. I can't wait to see S's daughters start driving, and I know they're going to shred. Um, yeah, yeah, you see. It. I mean, look at Lincoln. Look Redette, at Mike's. You know. Yeah. Look, <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of my yeah, head. The kids. Yeah. I know the Wadek kids yeah. are. I mean, didn't uh, didn't Lincoln just break his back or something? Yeah, Lincoln just broke his back. I was uh, DMing with yeah. Mike, and they were just out here because a bunch of FD people were out at. Vegas for that banging gear, some Amazon show, which they're pretty transparent about. Um, yeah, Mike and, I, I, and Link. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm actually going to a thing after this. Uh, I got to go to LA, um, a new show called um, Super Turbo Storytime. It's, I, dude, I was just going to ask you about this. Yeah, it comes out tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Well, since we're recording, I don't know when this episode comes yeah, out. But, yeah, whenever, whenever this drops, look it up. It's on Motor Trend yeah, yeah. and Motor Trend Plus. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's really, really funny. It's, it's really good. Imagine... Um, drunk history mixed with mm. cars and then it's animated. So they like animate part of it. It's I, I was really happy with the the end product. So it's, it's cool. So okay. going, going to the premiere. Are you telling stories or are you, are you hosting we, or we what's converse your about cars? So I can't even remember okay. the car, the car's name that I, that I spoke about, but um, it was like a former supercar and it's just, it has this fantastical story and we elaborate and talk about it. And then it's me and um, Jeff Glucker and, like Miss Amelia's on it with somebody else, Rob Cordry, and they they talk and they just tell these fantastical stories. And some of it's true, some of it's not, but it, it's funny. Super huh, turbo story that's gonna time. That's going to be cool. Yeah. Super turbo story time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did see that. Uh, I, was, I was doing my research before the show and then I, that popped up and I was like, oh shit, this looks good. <laughs> it's always hard to make like new car content. I mean, I yeah. think Motor Trend's done a really so, good job of like absorbing everything, but it's like, how do you take... How do you take this one niche and then just try and tell new stories around it? And I think the the idea of like shooting the shit in the garage is something that hasn't really been tapped into all that well yet. Because that's like that's at, the best the, stories. It's at the motoring club in LA, so it's not really a garage. But it, it, I know, it's I know. <laughs> but like, but that's that's the one thing we all do, right? Whether that's like in the pits or in the garage, is just like hang out and just shoot the shit. I wish, I wish there was a way you could take that pure essence and put it on something that sponsors would get behind because most of the stories are not rated for anything. Right. So it's, yeah, it would it's, be tough, it's, but it's fun, man. You'll really enjoy it. I think everybody will. It's, it's, uh, it's just that, like you said, just talking smack and, you know, I mean, we, we all have, you know, computers in our pockets. So it's kind of like, I call I these the, the, you know, these are the, they basically, uh, gosh, I forgot what I was going to call them. They're basically <laughs> the, the, they're the true tellers. They're, these are yeah. the myth busters, right? So you're like, uh, you know, because back in the day, you'd be like, oh, I definitely, yeah, Ronald Reagan definitely, you know, had a thousand yeah. horsepower Corvette and, you know, all that. And then you're like, liar. 
You know, <laughs> there used to be so, a phone line that you could call that would fact check for you. I remember it being uh, advertised on the Super Bowl, where like you would dial it in, and they had fact checkers on the other side with like I don't know encyclopedias <laughs> everywhere or something. That's but, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Now it's now it's just. I mean, my kids will do it all the time. They'll ask me some obscure question. And I'm like, I have no idea right. how long a sloth lives for. Yeah. Like, yeah. just look hey, it up. Siri. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that's all you have to do. Yeah, that's all you do. Oh. Yeah, I know. My son, my youngest, is very inquisitive, like that. Tyson and T Bone. And he's always like, Dad, da da da. I just have to look up the definition. You know, yeah. I'm like, yeah, this is what it is, son. Like, again, no formal training. Look at this face. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's all good. It's all good. So on on the on the note of like no no formal training, have you done like anything voice exercises wise or anything along those lines? Yeah, I heard you talking to Lantane about about things. Um, it's predominantly just um, don't sleep, drink bourbon, and just ruin your body. That's pretty okay. So much. I'm set. Okay, cool. I'm yeah. right on the fast track. Then <laughs> we're good. Yeah. Um, no, I mean. And I heard you make the comment about my voice has changed, and and obviously you know you have a great gravelly sounding voice, and it's there's it's a whole easy. story behind that. But yeah. oh, really? Is it not? <laughs> yeah. Not, what'd you do? No, I. Uh, I okay, I mean it, it's a long story, but I worked as a chef for a long time, and I worked for oh, Russians. In no, no, better Russians. Uh, I worked for Russians at a restaurant, and one of the owners was an ex-Russian opera singer. And I was really big into metal and like Kill Switch Engaged and like all these crazy bands and stuff, like wow. Jump for a Cowboy. Yeah. And I I did some metal vocals in high school terribly. And I asked, I'm like, can you please teach me how to sing opera? Like, I very much want to learn how to sing opera. I'd love awesome. to learn how to do this. And she's like, yep, there's a couple of rules. You must warm up for an hour. There's no dairy. There's no hot or cold drinking within an hour of doing this. Like, very strict. This is very strenuous on your vocal cords. I'm like, yeah, okay. So I, they started teaching me. And then I went to a party and didn't listen to anything they said. And I tried it, and I tore one of my vocal cords. No way. And yeah, so there's a definitive moment where my voice went from the nasally you have in the foreground of my voice, and then the gravel got added literally overnight. And then wow. that's that's been it. So yeah, there's old videos of me where it's just this really nasty nasally voice, and then like a couple months later, you get you get this weird. Uh, the best quote I've heard so far is this guy's had three episodes and still hasn't cleared his throat. So that's. So yeah, that's Dude. that's that's hey. the, literally the story behind my voice now, and I'm like, well, I might as well lean into it. Yeah. So, uh... To, so yeah, I, I think it's great. And, and and my my oldest son Parker, he uh, he when he was I think like eight, maybe younger, he had um his tonsils removed, so tonsils, okay. adenoids, tubes in his ears. He got the full full boat. Um, yeah. And he always had kind. Of, he has kind of my gravelly voice, like he is similar and uh, just just deeper. Mm -hmm. um, why don't you talk in your balls a little bit? There you go, Canadian letter Kenny. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. We, when he had that, his voice changed, but. Um, we we're like, oh no, and now he's he's back. He's good. So, yeah. Okay. Now he now he like he does all the pep rally stuff at his high school and stuff. He's a hype man there. So he's he's kind of getting oh, nice. there. Yeah. 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 It's 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 always something I've I've been curious about. Like just trying to talk for three hours, four hours straight. Like I don't I don't understand how you keep it. I mean, it sounds just as somebody who like listens for it. Like I can tell at the end of a broadcast you're tired, but you're also like at that point usually yelling and screaming and like especially on a good round, like, you know, yeah, you ramp very up. extraneous. Yeah. I, I definitely, I definitely ramp up and, and early, early days, I just blow it out because, mm. you know, let's be honest, the, 
I always say that the cars have progressed, the shows have progressed, and I've progressed. So as mm-hmm. far as my craft, you know, I'm shooting for, you know, oh, how many people have 100 score perfect uh, qualifying runs? Not many. And how many perfect events do I have? Not many. You know, so it's, it's uh, so early on, our budget's elevated or, you know, over the years. I would just go for it, man, because we didn't really, you know, I was, I was speaking more to the LEP, live event production, as opposed to now, like Ryan says, it's such a unique scenario where I'm speaking to the crowd and I'm speaking to the broadcast. So it's, it's, it's an interesting scenario that predominantly I speak to the, to the broadcast, but to get the atmosphere and the vibe, to get the litmus test of, hey, St. Louis, what's going on? How, what drivers? You know, hey, do this, do that. So it was a little CTA, a little call to action. But mm. I'm predominantly speaking to the broadcast. Yeah. It's, I mean, I guess that allows you to, I, I, I'm assuming you probably keep like levels in mind as well. So you're yeah. not like trying to like blow things out and that, that has yeah. a, a part in it as well. You have yeah. to self-regulate because like you don't want to be clipping the whole time. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, uh, that is what I do. But no, uh, I mean, gun to head, if I'm like really blown out, I'm trying to think of when I've, I don't think I've never had to like cancel or do anything like that. But I remember like SEMA show, because SEMA, at the, at, over the four days of SEMA show, um, I think I've been to SEMA show over 20 years now. Um, like I said, geez. my wife and I met in 99. Um, I've over four days, I can't remember what year it was. It was probably seven, eight years ago. I worked for seven companies over four days at SEMA show. Because I did Ford out front. I did Stadium Super Trucks. I did the Baja 1000 Qualifying LVMS. I did a Toyo Tires Activation um, at night. I did. I hosted a party uh, for Gran Turismo. Um, yeah. So, shucking and jiving, Jeez. baby. Shucking and jiving. That's... For Gran Turismo too, isn't that like? Uh, can you like? I, you're you're a voice of Need for Speed. Like, how can you? How can you be working for the enemy? <laughs> hey, man, money talks. Um, no, I've i you know I've worked with I've worked with <laughs> I've worked with EA and obviously you know was it poly, Polyphony poly, Polyphony? Um, I don't know how you pronounce it, but I did I did something with them. What, two I, years I was ago? thinking Polyphia, awesome. the band, but anyways, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Yeah, no vocals uh, there. I, um, I, yeah, I was I was Big J in the game Need for Speed Pro Street. And I forget that. And somebody reposted. They said, "Now it makes sense." Jared Yan, the voice of Formula Drift, is Big J in Need for Speed Pro Street. And I forgot. Yeah. And because my I did that when my I did forty hours of voiceover. We broke it up into ten four hour sessions. So I'd have to end on an upswing okay. and a downswing and a this swing and a flat swing and a, you know like Ryan Cooper's been killing it all day. So Parker, my oldest, was sitting on my wife's lap when I'm doing this. So you can imagine, do the math. It was, it was a while ago. Yeah. It was a couple years, years ago. ago. At, least, at least two. Yeah, at least two. <laughs> <laughs> so is there anybody like in the broadcasting world that you kind of look up to? Is there like somebody where you're like, this is, this is the GOAT, like this is the guy, you know, mm-hmm. if I have to aspire to be? Fun fact, and I've, I've been quoted as saying this, but um, so I was, I was born in Northern California. So I was, I was born a Giants fan. Moved to San Diego mm-hmm. when my parents divorced, so seven. Um, I grew up on third baseline of the Padres Stadium, right? So uh, formerly Jack Murphy, then eventually Qualcomm, blah, blah, blah. My grandparents had season tickets. I uh, okay. I, I, I really like, uh, there's a dude named Jerry Coleman. And I don't know if you know this, but basically when I say, oh, doctor, that's my homage to him. Jerry Coleman would, oh. use, would say that when there was a fantastic play. And um, I think we should, I think Sage and I need to talk about this. Because I, I say it, people are like, 
you know, hey, say, say, oh, doctor, or say, send it. It's like, hey, bro, you just got to wait for the moment, man. You can't just yeah. like, hey. You got to feel you know, it. You can't just say yeah, it. Yeah. Put some stank on it. You know, you can't just yeah. be like, oh, doctor. And it's like, yeah. like, nah, it's got to be a banger, dude. Yeah. Um, so Jerry Coleman, notably, would, he's up in the booth. Oh, doctor, you can hang a star on that one. And he literally has had a stick with a star on it. And anytime there was a <laughs> sensational play, if it's Ozzy Smith or, you know, uh, uh, gosh, darn it. Um, Oh, why am I spaced on his name right now? The other Padre, Mr. Padre. Um, if they had a sensation, Tony Gwynn. If Tony Gwynn had a sensational and they hung a star and then you got a burger at rallies or Jack in the Box. So whenever oh. he hung a star, there was a payoff. So so that's my homage of, of, of O-Doctor. But as far as presenting and announcing, um, you know, uh, I love my boy Salema just through X Games. I, he's he's Salema Masakela. He's yeah. he's a homie. I don't I don't, Dude, I don't I think he's the go, but just I take all these inspiration from different people. You know, from action mm-hmm. sports, from traditional stick and ball, um, from Anthony Bourdain. Um, you know, uh, just just all these all these different points of interest. All these people. So as far as presenting, you know, I'm I'm an amalgamation of so many different influences. Growing up in San Diego and you know, going to Swatch Impact Tour or going to this. And yeah, now I get to do the crazy. I mean, dude, I've done some of the craziest, sickest events ever. Goodwood Festival Speed, probably up there. Um, I've announced that. Um, Yeah, it's crazy. I don't don't reflect on it too much because it's just, because I'm on to the next one, dude. Like, again, I'm wrapping this up. I got to go to LA. Was going to golf tomorrow, but it looks like it's going to rain. So, but I got, I got Nitro Rallycross this weekend. Yeah, uh, it's a double header. So Thursday through Saturday, championship finale, and then Monday I leave for Snap On. I got to go shoot videos Monday through Thursday, and then I'm home for the weekend. And then the next weekend I go to Freedom Factory to do uh, Freedom Five Hundred for for yeah. Cletus. And then I come home and I just got asked to do something else in in the drifting space. So Ooh, more projects. Know. That's yeah, crazy. Just more more talking shit, baby. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> so you said you don't like get time to reflect on it. Is there been one where like you sat there and went, holy, like I can see Goodwood being one of them yeah, of just like standing there being like, holy shit. Like what, like what, yeah. what am I doing here? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, and like I told you, I, I don't get nervous, but um, feeling the importance of being part of the equation, I'm, I'm definitely humbled. Okay. Um, launching the Ford Mustang, I think was a really big one. That's really important, just being part of the history. But you know, even doing the Hot Wheels Legends finales at Leno's Garage, I, I got I'll I'll toot my own horn here a little bit because um, you know all the haters out there, they're fans in denial, and uh, anybody listening to this and is just hating on this, just just keep listening. <laughs> but wait, there's more. Yeah, where's thank the popcorn? You. Thank you, thank you, know, you for listening Michael and Jackson subscribing. Thriller eating the popcorn. Yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> uh, I got a great compliment the first year, so three years ago, right? Not so twenty three, so. 2020, um, Jay Leno at his garage. I don't know if you saw that. Snoop Dogg, Fluffy, um, amazing cast, right? And there are judges. And, you know, I just, it was a two-hour live stream on Facebook, right? And my buddy Sam Nalvin, shout out to Sam, a.k.a. Drift Idiot, yeah, a.k.a. Sam. Race Service, talented, talented dude. He directed. And we did the thing two hours live. There was only probably five minutes that I was off camera um, Jay was to converse with this this child actor, and and I just stepped off to the side with the other the other people. It was Jay and this 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 young kid. They were just conversing for five minutes. I walk off, and Fluffy Fluffy Gabriel Iglesias, who sold out twice Dodger Stadium, right? He has specials. He's well known, killer Volkswagen bus collection. 
um, he says, bro, I, are you just riffing that? Like, there's no prompter? I said, nah, dude, I'm just doing it. He's like, you're really good. I was like, <laughs> I was like, thanks, dude. Appreciate that. Yep. Uh, you know, I yeah. mean, that's just, that's my bag. And, and I, I, I choose not to acknowledge, you know, I, I put up a post one time and I, I always, I, I don't know why I did it. I was at my buddy's uh, motorcycle show. My buddy, Mikey Ojeda, Bleach Design Works. We're in Venice and my buddy, James Kirkham, also another race service dude, he takes a Notice, photo of me yeah. and I, I did the middle finger. And I, and I don't like when people do that because who are you flicking off? The people behind the camera, taking the photos and all this stuff. And I put up this post because it was a kind of a cool photo. Not so much the 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 middle finger, but it just looked cool, the lighting, all stuff. And it was just me and uh, Mikey. And I put up a post in regards to, uh, I said, look, everybody thinks I'm a big bear. But guess what? Bears have teeth and claws as well. And don't don't confuse my kindness as weakness. Mm-hmm. And I put this up. And uh, I got a call from Rutledge, Rutledge Wood, who's a great friend of mine. He says, he says, Jared, do you trust me? So yeah. He says, do you love me? He says, yeah. Take the post down. <laughs> <laughs> because it was, it was acknowledged. And he's like, dude, you have people that are watching you that respect you and love you. And also executives and all these, uh, uh, you know, that's not your brand, bro. Like that's not your yeah. brand. So, you know, and, and just like, just like Formula Drift in this field of drivers, you could, that's what I love about Formula Drift is you can either be, from an engineering standpoint, love the builds. The builds are just insane. It's bonkers. It's mm. group B rally cars, like run what you brung. Then the personalities behind the wheels. Or there's the manufacturer of what energy drink, if it's Rockstar to Monster to shoot tire companies. So you have many different facets that overlap on each other. But yeah, I'm, yeah, so... I don't know where we're going with this, bro. This is this is where know, my, just, this is my mind, dude. This is this yeah. is how this is how I think. What what's interesting is even when you're not broadcast mode, you're still able to not do any ums or uhs or anything else. Like mm. that's that's what I'm focusing on because that's that's <laughs> been the, that's been the hardest part on my front is not doing that. But I think at this point it's so ingrained in your speech patterns that they they just don't exist. And I'm Great. sure someone's going to go back like, oh, I'm going to cut all the ums and make a super cut of it. <laughs> Whatever, like, dude. Again, wrong. Just, it, it's yeah, all please. Good. Please yeah. do. <laughs> the Ryan spoke about it the other day. And he gave me a great compliment about me giving him some insight or perspective on how he can be a better presenter. And I, I really, okay. I love that. And what I told him is that if you're going to say an um or a uh, just pause and people will, will listen. Silence is golden. Yeah. And, yes. and that's coming from an announcer, you know, and, and he shared a, a TED Talk video with me that a lot of it's affirmation for me, but not having the formal training. I, I wonder how much more damage I could do. I don't know how much, you know what I mean? It's like reading those books, like The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, right? That book. I'm like, yeah. I kind of know this stuff. I'm not being cocky about it, but it, it is affirmation. And that's good. Like you're going down the right path. I don't need David Goggins yelling at me. I love what he does. And some people need that. Like, get hard. You're like, oh, I'm not yeah. in prison, who's dude. Gonna, like, yeah. hold my who's pocket. Take you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Got, you know oh, man, you got all the throwbacks. <laughs> yeah. So just, I, I, you know, all that being said is, uh, yeah, I, with, I, I appreciate the acceptance, the, the reflection, the, the acknowledgement, the respect that that you're giving to me, I, re- I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, no, hey, no worries. I, like I said, this is something 
for me, I mean, I'd been doing podcasts for I don't know how many years now, and it's been a mix of incredibly formal and incredibly informal. Like, uh, we did one in a pool where we like floated the mics on little boards and stuff, <laughs> which is a really dangerous idea. Now that I look back, <laughs> um, yeah. It's it's called the electric it, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah, only one episode. I mean, it was at they a really event, killed it. So. <laughs> <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's it's been it's been a very one week eye opening experience. Yeah, <laughs> uh, two weeks. Yeah, no, same angry. No, I can't remember now. Um, but it's it's been a very eye opening introspective experience because it is the first time for me at least where I've had to put myself out there in front of a large group of people that weren't just friends that were subscribing to the podcast I was doing, right? The old podcast, a lot of people kind of grew with it and it it had a really good fan base at one point, uh, but they all grew with it. They knew what they were Mm -hmm. expecting. Whereas with this, I got shoved right into the face of a pre-existing fan base. And the easy part has been just trying to ignore any of the the negativity. But I had a few people I I talked to, um, a friend of mine named Sam, not Sam Nelvin, different Sam. And I asked Mm -hmm. him because he had a very similar situation. And I said, what did you do? And he goes, every time someone shits on you, just comment back because they're yeah. not expecting it. They're not yeah. expecting you to like come back and appreciate their feedback or anything else. And it's it's worked for the most part. There's only been one or two people have really gotten completely sideways on me. And I'm like, okay, you're just crazy. They don't so deserve that. Yeah, they don't, they don't even deserve the acknowledgement. I'll tell you early on when drifting.com was 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 blown up. This is early. This is 06, 07 probably. Um, yeah. People would flame me. So I would just DM them and say, "Hey, I don't, I don't know who hurt you. I don't know what you got going on. Show me on the doll where they hurt you. Guess what? Yeah. There's, there's how many, how many tickets you want? I got you a couple tickets waiting at will call. I'd mm-hmm. love for you to come say hi to me. I'd love to shake your hand. You know how many people I turned into fans by just diffusing them? Yeah, like you just need to do a, a level check. You know, I mean, even at my son's, my youngest son's school." Two lanes, right? So it's literally like cars parked on either side, you know, and all this. This Ultima comes like, it's always Ultimas, dude. Six cars back, <laughs> rips up. Yeah. Parks on the other side going the opposite direction, right? And I, and I just hang my head out. And this dude, and he's got his little daughter, younger than mine, probably second grade or something. I say, hey, man, slow down. And he's like, oh, you know, you, you know I, I got, I was like, hey, man, like, just think about what you're doing here. I think about it every day and just talking and then. He flicked me off. My youngest saw it. He's like, he gave you the, gave you the finger. I was like, what? He's like, this one. He pointed at his middle. He's like, really? So I was just, I wasn't even heated. I was just like, what is happening? Because he sped up. Yeah. I say it all happened this so because fast. Happened so fast. And I, I've, I've fought twice in my life. Once in seventh grade with a friend, it just escalates. Another one was actually in Sonoma and Novato, California, when we did Formula Drift. It was FD drivers versus the bar. It, dude, epic. Kevin Wells was there. He chased some dude. I, uh, Forsberg got, I got, I, again, first time as an adult I ever fought. I came home, I had a fat lip, was like pretty hot, huh, babe? Like <laughs> caught, caught one. Like, dude, I, Tyler McCorry, Tony, Tony Angelo says that I started the fight. Um, Cause I, like Tony, Tony says that I knocked over a glass of water. I think he knocked it over. And then this dude that worked there, but was just off duty. He was like security. He's like, oh, you want to, you want to spill water and disrespect a bar? And I guess I shoved him or I can't mm. remember. It's all a blur. Something, yeah. Something, dude, dude tried to swing at Forsberg's uh, now ex-wife and like somebody took, oh, dude, it was amazing. It was literally like an 80 person <laughs> fight. Hey everybody, Jacob here from the Formula Drift podcast. We have an awesome deal for you. So if you head over to shopfd.com and use coupon code podcast23, you're going to save 20% on any merch. 
So anything you can find on that website, use podcast23 at shopfd.com. Save yourself 20%. Hats, shirts, lanyards, whatever. Just use the code. Save yourself some money. So why not? You know, don't don't stop listening. Wait till the show's done. But then head over, shopfd.com. Use podcast23. We'll see you guys out there. It was at Brown's Biner, Novato, California. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, what was I talking about now? <laughs> only um, two fights. <laughs> only two fights. But how did we get there? Um, uh, just showing haters love. Showing haters love. Yeah. And, and yeah, just turning, turning them around, man. Turning them, turning them into fans. It's, it's, really, it's really important to me. And just educating them on, on drifting. You know, even airplane talks. Like, you asked about my flying and my travel. I, I traditionally probably get upgraded about 80% of the time. So I said, you know, I sit in first class, big dude, big chair. But I mean, I've flown to New Zealand and back and then literally landed went to Saudi Arabia and back like within a week, like insane in a, in a standard seat. I'm six, four two, you know, two seventy. So big dude. Yeah. Um, a lot of, a lot of meat here. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, the the I call airplane talks. Just like, oh, what do you do? I announce car. Oh, like NASCAR. Well, no, it's, have you heard no. of drifting? Like, is that what that Ken Block guy does? Is it uh, every time? No, and then and then yeah. it's like, and then but you'll get the fans that sometimes are like, oh yeah, oh yeah, and and I love that. That just that 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 really tickles my fancy. Like that's cool. I had uh, I was crossing the border once, and I I actually stole Diosha. Diyoshihara's uh, undefeated hat at Road Atlanta for Grid Life one year. Uh, I, I believe you and I were <laughs> both partying together it? at that point. And Paco was there, and I was like, oh, what a cool hat. And Paco was like, I bet you could take it. And I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, I bet you could. It's Die. He won't do anything. And I'm like, no. all right. So I like grab it, and I like take it off his head and put it on. And Die turns around. He's like, ah, oh, it looks great. And I was like, you sure? And he's like, have it, have it. Die so I, I still have it. Oh, he's such a sweetheart. Yeah. Uh, but I was wearing that hat through the border once, and a guy looks at me. And it had like Dai's logo on the side. It had the undefeated logo on the front. He looks at me. He's like, where'd you get that hat? And I was like, oh, FD. And he's like, is that Dai's hat? And I was like, oh, I'm like, oh that's cool. You're an FD fan? He's like, he's like, yeah. And he's like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going to FD. He's like, oh, that's so cool. He's like, I'm oh, going to be watching this great. week. And it's like, because border guards are like notoriously difficult. But it was just, it was such a nice feeling to be like, oh, we're immediately friends. Like, yeah, I yeah. can say anything to you now. So, yeah. so much room for activities. Why would you let us build these bunk beds? Terrible idea. Yeah. There's yeah. blood everywhere. Uh, <laughs> There's blood yeah. everywhere. Yeah. It's, I mean, I think it might be the only time I've ever made friends with a border guard. Most of the time, I just get a whole bunch of questions about what it is I do and where I'm going. So. Right. Right. Yeah, 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 lots, lots of, lots of fun, but yeah, yeah, it's it's fun when you do run into somebody else that is a, a drifting fan because I still feel like as much as it is, the audience is getting bigger and bigger, it's still this fun little niche community. It's not like NASCAR where it's such a global name now. Like you can go anywhere in the world and they know what NASCAR is. Whereas yeah. drifting, a lot of places do, especially where we probably hang out. But when you run into somebody where you don't expect it, and then you're like, oh shit! Like, did we just become best friends? Like, mm-hmm. like that's. That's that's one of the most exciting things for me. Um, it's it yeah. It's I always say that drifting is like freestyle motocross, right? It's it's pretty niche, and it's also relatable with freestyle motocross because you have the bikes, you have the personalities, you have the tricks, and you could see drifting right at at demos. At I always say it's like the state fair, right? Or yeah, you know, I know some of the guys are doing demos in in Florida, but then there's Formula Drift, and that's just a t- completely different brand. They're all drifting, and they're all freestyle mm-hmm. motocross. But then you have your Twitches, your Axel Hodges. You know, you have your your dudes, and you could do the county fair ones. But going to 
you know, X games going to nitro, you know, nitro games. Um, yeah. That's just, oof, that's just up here. You know, we're the premier international drifting sanction body, you know, and, and I'm, that's it. That's what's up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. End of statement. Right. I mean, it's, yeah. it's been, it's been fun watching all the, the other, you know, leagues or whatever you want to call them pop yeah. up, but it, it's, what I always kind of lean back on is that you see more people leaving their country to come to FD than you do people leaving the U.S. to go to Drift Games or anything else. Like, don't get me wrong, guys still do it, but we're still getting all these people flying overseas. And yes, for Drift Games, it's e it's much easier to come from a different country because there's so many countries in Europe um, yeah. and, and traveling in between, it's super easy. But we still get guys coming back. Like, I mean, Kristaps coming back. Like that, yep. for me, that, that's another moment where you're like, oh yeah, I, I, dude, I'm just, I'm excited to have him in the pits. I'm excited yeah. to be scared to be in the pits again. He's so, <laughs> he, I love that dude, man. We've, we've had some great laughs. I saw him, <laughs> where did I see him at? Did I see him at SEMA show? I can't remember. I saw him recently somewhere. Um, sweetheart. At, I think he was at Irwindale, wasn't he? That's where it was. It was Irwindale. You're right. Yep. 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 Yeah. It all kind of blends together. Yeah. yeah exactly. And, and, and form of drift, put respect respect is due obviously i'm i'm a little biased but you know the the media and the chatter about you know clutch kickers and this and that and and i remember early on when i started working with chris stewart at grid life um people in the formula drift camp were a little nervous about like dude why are you doing this they're competitive it's not it's a different brand man they could coexist grid life and you know even mm -hmm. lz just announcing his his drift games kind of adam tour. lz world tour really cool i mean just all the content creators all the different things i, I there's enough space for it all when you start mm -hmm. to pull companies and you belittle or you um try to like knock another brand or entity or sanction body or person down then you're 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 Nah, that's not healthy. You know, I mean, you got Hyperfest, you got Grid Life, you got again Clutch Kickers. Is Clutch Kickers happening? I don't think so. No, right? not this year. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that's you know, I guess something with Freedom Fact. I don't know. So whatever. It, it is what I it don't is. know the deal. Yeah. Yeah. I don't uh, know. We'll, Just, we'll leave that. We'll leave that to other drifting podcasts. Yeah. We'll listen that to the other. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. And I, I love when people. I was like. Yo, put put me on your podcast. I'll 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 talk shit if you want. You know, like it, I'm I'm here for it, man. Like I'm I'm built. For That's this. what you text me. You're like you're like let's just talk shit. You're like grab a beer, yeah. let's talk shit. I'm like all right. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. you know, you're not you're not you're not you're not pressing too hard, so it's all good. And I don't I don't even know what you would if I if you could ask me a question, it'd be like nah, I'm not gonna give you the answer. I don't know. You couldn't. No. I, I mean, I I don't I don't try to. I mean, I I usually start most podcasts by asking people, I'm like, is there anything you don't want to talk about? I don't even think we got to it before yours, but no. uh, and and every time we've done that, like, it just mostly due to sponsorship commitments, yeah. right? Like, you know, if I'm talking to to Matt, like, I was like, hey, you know, what, like, I don't know what you're doing tires at the time, like, can we talk about that? And he's like, you can ask me, but I'm not going to tell you. I'm like, okay, so I did, but like, yeah. I do that out of respect because like I don't want to put oh, someone totally. in a position, but yeah. also like. At no point has Sage been or anybody from FD been like, "Hey, here's your talking points. Here's what you need to like." Yeah, I, I. That's why I joked it. I'm like, dude, you gave me the keys with no supervision. Like, <laughs> yeah, he said I, that. I'm just gonna. He was gonna I'm get just kicked gonna off go. his own podcast, right? He says, yeah, and it, it's, yeah, it's the yeah. it's the elephant in the room. You know, the moly, 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 moly. Don't like, you know, don't. Yeah, don't. You know, yeah. if, if it's the space, I want to. I want to address. 
I want to address, like, I, that's why I wanted to address the, the flip-off thing from Field and Osbo. And I know as the season progresses, there's going to be more of those incidents, and I don't ever want to leave those off the table. But I also don't want yeah. to come in and be like, oh my God, I can't believe you did this. You're such a dick. Like, that's not... Yep. I'd rather Oprah Winfrey this shit than Jerry Springer it. Like, that's that's my there thought. There you go. That's Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we don't need security, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, we, we saw Vaughn kick JTP's car. We've seen, you know, Forrest and Chris Forsberg get into it. We've seen... You know, yep. Forsberg and Chelsea get into Chris it. Chris Stops threatened Jeff Jones. <laughs> Chris Stops and Jeff Jones. Um, I mean, June <laughs> yeah. Mang got punched by somebody. Like, you know, I mean, I didn't know there's, that one. yeah, that's, that's an old school one. It was, yeah, random. <laughs> you know, and and obviously the, you know, even the Forsberg, uh, Esta championship, the the Palooka thing when he blew his engine and used his suit, did this, and you know. You talk about the flop, yeah. you talk about these certain things. And, and I loved your question. They said, 100% is there something that you like, you know, you had a great question. Something that would right now just help your job make it easier. I like Ryan's answer. Just yeah. if you could have in-car for everybody, that would be mega. Yeah. Like it would just be amazing. I, I think it'll just open up more. I mean, it's going to open up more questions, right? The moment you answer whatever that is, then it becomes, the, everyone becomes an expert on what happens in the cockpit. And like somebody who's watched hundreds of hours of in-car footage like everybody's different and even yep. the same driver is different run to run yeah. so i don't i don't even know if that's going to solve a lot of these problems it's probably just going to provide more right yeah yeah right. yeah i'm excited for the know. season People always have uh, shit to talk about oh yeah. easily yeah and I, i'm excited for the season the technology the the you know the the red yellow green lights uh, as far as d cell and what's going on there i think that that'll be of assistance hopefully it works um you know, we've, we've, you talked about the dial, the, 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 the judging and, you know, people call me the fourth judge, which, you know, knee jerk. And, and again, that was another soundbite that was utilized. It was like, I love correcting Jared when he's wrong. I'm like, cool. Another great soundbite where I get referenced where I'm wrong. But again, uh, it, it's like Bill Burr and Dave Chappelle. If you take something out of context, if you just pull that little two minutes out and it's a 10 yeah. minute bit, he looks like, you know, Chappelle or Bill Burr, which I love them both. Um, they sound you know, misogynistic Crazy. or yeah. yeah, you know, and, and, but so anyways, I, I'm not, I'm not claiming I'm Bill Burr, or Dave Chappelle by any means, but you take this little segment out, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here for the scrutinization, man. It's, it's all good. I, I'm looking forward to the season, the progression. So all the, all the dials and the things, and there's nothing else like formula drifts in the world. And, and I'm, yeah, I'm here for it. Yeah, it's it's going to be an exciting season. I mean, I do think this is the most amount of changes we've seen possibly ever, definitely in a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, there's been already driver shuffles that have, have been happening. Uh, they just re-released the, uh, the the list, and I think Thorne's moving up, so it's like, that's cool, and then Josh Love's moving back down. Oh, but is he? I didn't see, see Thorne. That, okay, yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see the yeah, fully yeah, updated. Yeah, and then... Um, I think it just came out. Hobson, out. Hobson over with Odie, right? Yeah. Uh, awesome. uh, no, uh, well, Simon Olsen. Olsen's driving with Odie Olsen. this year. Yeah, but then... Uh, yeah. Oh, but yeah, sorry. Ben, yeah, Ben's Ben's driving a pro-spec under Odie. Yeah, he's driving pro-spec for, uh, yeah. for, for Odie's team. Yep. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah, I think no, I think that cool. mentorship thing is probably the, the next. I mean, we've seen it with uh, with Chris Forsberg already, but I think yeah. that's. I I almost wish that like every, let's say top ten driver needs to have one prospect guy. I mean, I've even floated the idea of like the prospect guy should have time working in the pits or on the team with all the pro guys because there's yeah, just so yeah, much to be gained. That yeah, they, you see they it with Alex Jager, you know, you saw it with 
you know, even Nate Hamilton back in the day and, you know, um, your fellow Canadian, um, he was, he did stuff with Forsberg. What was the, uh, he had the Z. Oh my gosh, I'm escaping his name. He's now a real estate agent. Uh, oh, oh, oh my God. Yeah. I know, I'm spacing. Oh no. But like, I saw that I mentorship, like, uh, by, you know, by him. Um, Dave Briggs, boom. Dave, Dave Briggs. Briggs. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you saw those, like, certain people getting mentored by by drivers. I mean, look, you know, uh, Castro's original program was with Forsberg, you know? Yeah. Like that. And then, obviously, Papadakis and all that. So, yeah, the, the mentorship is is real, not only just on a driving prowess program. I mean, early years, Sam Hubinette, Reese Millen just came out with the toters. They were the unit of measure, man. You know, Sean Carlson and, and the Mopar activation and then, Red Bull and and Reese and they were they were this and now and then everybody kind of downsized and this and that and the fluctuation and I, I heard you reference kind of the, the the generations of drifting like you said you're more knowledgeable in the latter ten years the most recent ten years mm-hmm. not the great length of knowledge but you'll never know it all you know so you just ask yeah. you know how do you find out about a car ask the owner you know what I mean how do you how do you do yep. this you just you just elaborate man so. Um, yeah, the progression is 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 cool in regards to professionalism programs, their their activation, their their ROI. What what are we trying to accomplish here? Not just burning tires, but sustaining a lifestyle, sustaining this, and also obviously, you know, I remember watching Ford versus Ferrari on the plane. I finally watched it, little screen. I also watched Avatar on that. I was like, I was like, Avatar oh, no. is really good. Uh, <laughs> I know I watched it on like the most barbaric screen. It was like practically an extra sketch. Um, oh my god! Yeah, it was like a Game Boy. Um, <laughs> anyways, I watched Ford versus Ferrari, and I just I landed, and I was like, Vaughn, I'm so proud of you, man. You're the Carol Shelby of our generation, and 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 you know, every driver has their you know, accolades and their efforts. You know, Chelsea's doing a great job speaking of RTR and obviously mm. Adam's fans, they they blow up the internet. But again, Forsberg, Turk, Castro, Osbo, like, you know, it's 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 cool. So that that progression. But and and it came from drifting, man. You know, it came from action sport, came from skateboarding, from BMX, uh, surfing, you know, snowboarding. Yeah. It, that's that's the most relatable thing to drifting outside of motorsports, right? It's action sport, <laughs> motorsport. And that, that's the hardest part is is trying to make that comparison to somebody who doesn't know drifting because it's it's like no it's not time no there, I mean there's a finish line but it doesn't really matter like mm-hmm. you know it's it, it it becomes very difficult when you have something that's so unique and and non comparable and figure Ken skating doesn't really give it justice. With it. Ken 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 always like kind of like I like it I get it but I'm good. <laughs> I can always yeah can always kind of scrutinize. He's like I like I like to race to win. I just want to be the fastest. Like this. He, and I, yeah. I called him out one time. Um, he was doing an interview and he's like, you know, yeah, we're doing a power slide. I'm like, Ken, why do you not say drifting? He's like, because I'm not. I'm like, he can't just say you it. literally are. He just wanted, he wanted to be respectful about it. And I said, Ken, you are, you, right. you are drifting. He's like, it's okay if you call it drifting. I, I know what you're saying, but just call it drifting. He's like, okay. You know, like, you know, rest in peace, Ken Block. <sighs> just absolute legend, man. Yeah. Absolute that was legend. tough. Was, that was, that was one of those, um, yeah, Jesse Jesse yeah. Combs and and yep. Ken Block were probably the two hardest ones for me. Yeah, and they're both really it's, good uh, friends. <laughs> really good friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. it's hard when you're when this is the people you hang out with, right? Like, yeah. if these are your friends, you're you're in some of the most dangerous positions. I mean, I think we often forget how dangerous drifting is in general. As you said, knock on wood, we've been very very lucky, but like, it's it's crazy. Yeah. And when you are putting yourself in that position all the time, like you you do forget. 
we all forget mm-hmm. until something happens and we're like, oh shit, yeah, these are thousand horsepower monsters that go incredibly fast. And these yeah, cars aren't and, meant to be hit the way they get hit. Right. And, and, and yeah, I mean, you look at Dale Earnhardt's passing, that was at angle, right? Yeah. So they, they talk about, was he strapped in? Did, you know, harnesses? It, you know, I, I think he went after Simpson, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. Uh, drifting the sideways ability of the vehicles, it helps minimize the, the kind of damage, but just one of the worst crashes I, I wasn't, and you can run it back, but I didn't see it with my own eyes, but I know he was really heavily injured. He, he pissed blood was a uh, mad Mike when he debuted the, the Rad Bull, when he debuted the MX five, he drove it at Highlands park okay. um, in, uh, in the North Island, um, North Island, South Island, South Island, South Island, South Island. And, uh, <laughs> um, and, and he cra- look, watch that. He goes off course and slams into the wall they were filming the the Red Bull hype video of the car coming over to the States and he crashed and didn't total it, but he got banged up, dude, like real good. So, yeah, we. I mean, we've definitely seen them. I, I, I mean, yeah. the, obviously the safety standards are so good and I think Kevin, I mean, Kevin scrutinizes like crazy and right. that's a whole, I mean, there's a lot of people that are like, oh, come on, Kevin. It's like, nope, rules are the rules. Yeah, dude. So I'm excited yeah, to have him on too. <laughs> yeah, no, Kevin, I've known Kevin prior to even FD. Yeah, LS really? and when yeah, I knew him. Yeah, I knew him prior to that because I was he was working a shop and then or he had his own shop. And yeah, I met him through Forsberg and then yeah. Speedwell is working with Speedwell Footwear and his oh, that's what it was. This girl Tracy that I worked with, she knew Kevin from back in the day. That's what it was. Yeah. So pre FD. Okay. Yep. Huh. I didn't realize you guys went that far back. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I've known these known known some of these knuckleheads for I've known Jim since again, late nineties. You know, Ken Miyoshi, RJ Devera, like a lot of these, a lot of these cats, long time. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's good that you're keeping friends that long. I mean, I've got yeah. like a couple from high school. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 20, 20 years, man. It's, it's crazy how, crazy how the time's flown, but, uh, but at the same time, it's, 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 uh, yeah, it feels like yesterday, but it feels like shit 20 years ago. My, yeah. My, yeah. Go, I mean, it goes quick. My I lines assume. here. What's that? <laughs> I said, it goes quick. I assume. Yeah, yeah, it's it's good. Although I, I'm sure the 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 combo pro spec pro days feel like forever. <laughs> Holy cow, they are Dude, they I- are brutal. It is it is long. It's enduring. But you talk about cadence and setting the tone. You can't win in qualifying. So yeah, don't you know? You don't you don't spend all your chips on 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 qualifying. You can only you got you got to qualify. Then you got to be in the show. So that's that's just for me as well. You know, kind of be be stoic and kind of just, you know, progressive through, through those. They're long. They're really long, dude. Yeah. They're really long. Um, I, I'm excited for the, the rotation of the judges. Um, talk with Matt Sopa. Sopa on a Ropa going to be up yeah. on a Yeah. Yeah. No, so nobody's talking about that yet. I, I have to get him on too. I've known Matt. I yep. mean, I've known Matt as long as I've been involved with FD, but I'm awesome. very excited. I know he's going to get really technical. And I think yeah. that's the part I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah. I couldn't do a LA auto show. Um, and uh, he he filled he filled in and did that. So that's supposedly. So I think we're gonna do Super Drift, which is the Formula Drift Invitational Friday mm-hmm. Saturday night at the Long Beach Grand Prix. So Sopa okay. and I will will call that. So it's a good it's a good kind of test run because yeah. obviously we got Long Beach round one, which is not a prospect round, and we're utilizing Matt Sopa, who the fans would recognize him on the starting line, and he's coming into the booth to assist with prospect. It should be fun. 
Yeah, it'll be good. And then obviously you're you're having the rotation of of your co-hosts as well, <clears> so that's gonna I'm sure that'll mix things up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But and Edgar Edgar gets stuck sometimes. He, he, he kind of not stutters, but he gets stuck on words, and he can speak normal like this, and he speaks he speaks really fast. Edgar does. But when you get a yeah. microphone in front of him, he's just like uh, I don't know what to do with my hands sometimes. So he can elaborate, but it needs to be it needs to be quips. And and Yule is I was I was really surprised. Not surprised is the wrong word, but impressed in his elaboration and articulation on a particular verdict or his perspective on that said run. Mm. Yeah, he's been he's been really good. I mean, obviously the 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 opinions of Lantane being there and and I mean, I'm excited to see how with the rotation what what people are going to say and do and uh, I mean, maybe there's a favorite that that comes out of that as well, where people are like, oh, I missed having Ryan there. Oh, it's like I, I mean, I always enjoyed Robbie Nishida's take on things. Um, so that that part I'm excited for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I just enjoy hanging out with Robbie in general. So yeah, that, yeah, that, good that part will be fun. Yeah, it'll be great. What, so for you, like, what what makes a good co-host then? So it, because you do so many different broadcasts, like, is there something where you're like, okay, if this person does this thing? This is this is how this works. This is how this vibe and this flow goes. It's a good cadence to have. I would call myself host announcer, color play by play, and then it's always better when I have a technical sports announcer, right? Okay. So I'll do that play by play, and and Lantain says, you know, I love to correct him when he's wrong, and and I appreciate he again t- taking that little nugget out of <laughs> out of out of place. He just says, because he has to call it live. So that little scrutinization or that thing that I might have missed. Um, a good co-host needs to play what I like to call conversation tennis, mm-hmm. where you you kind of bounce it back and forth. You know, um, so that's, that's, that's an ideal co-host for me, is just, just having that back and forth. And, and also like with Sage and now Lantane most recently, he's gotten that cadence of, you know, hey, I'll set it up and then I'll lob it to you. And also that gives him time to judge. So we kind of have this not not unspoken, but it's it's understood as far as the flow of the show. So yeah, it's it's like a taking turns kind of thing where you're like, okay, yep. here you go. Like, yeah, I'm yep. throwing this ball up in the air for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I work with my buddy Andrew Coley on Nitro Rallycross last couple of years and and he's great. And he he sometimes gets real pin and then he's just like, all right, lay out and then set it up. And because you got it. If you if 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 there was a podcast of just me talking for two hours, it becomes white mm-hmm. noise. It's the peanuts teacher. Want 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 want. Right. Give it a little rest. Let it let it lay out, or come back to me and like let Lantane talk. You know, let let Robbie now talk, or or even Sage. So that's well, it that's, gives you a minute to collect your thoughts too, right? Yeah. It gives you a minute to be yeah. like, okay, like reset, and then you know take a look around and observe, and then get back into it. Yep. Yeah. That's that's exactly it. Yeah. Is there is there any sport in particular that you've worked with that's that's more difficult than others? Whether that's like from the way that you see it or conditions, like you know some of the winter stuff. I'm sure gets yeah, cold stuff. And, and that becomes a pain. Yeah, I'd say X Games and and doing like tricks and stuff because I've I've done X Games a few times. And to my point about host announcer, that's the big high and wide. Welcome everybody. Here we are in Minnesota for X Games, blah, 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 blah. We are here venue B. I'm with Andrew Cannon. Andrew's talking about skateboarding. And so I would lay out and let him get to the specs, you know, or, mm-hmm. um, 
yeah, if it's uh, Dune, uh, what's his name? Gosh, he owns Stereo Skateboards, Jason Lee, um, Chris Pastris. So I'll lay out and let them do the tricks and the things and and kind of get the tech of it all. Um, so that that's that's where it gets specific to giving respect of knowledge and and let them do that. Right. But I've done I've done Winter X Games, but I've never ridden a snowmobile in my life. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and uh, you know, it's yeah. So I, I would say those that when you got to actually have trick callouts, that that gets difficult. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not like a huge skateboarding person at all, but like mm. I remember seeing stuff. I'm like, how did you tell like in one shot? I don't know where you're sitting. I don't know what you're looking at, but how can you tell that's exactly the trick that was done? You know, mid air, and it took half a second. Like that's yeah. that's always boggled my mind. Yeah, but yeah, that, that Red Bull crash dice that was fun, man, and. Because we did one in Edmonton and then uh, in St. Paul, a few. But the last one that I ever did, it was Valentine's Day weekend inside Fenway Park. And that was a pretty rad. Oh, wow. Yeah, pretty. So, like, we were in the announcer's booth at Fenway. And a funny funny note about that is um, they've since pulled their the event. The Red Bull Crash Dice events aren't happening anymore. Um, but mm-hmm. I notably could not... What's, what's, do you know, I don't know, are you a baseball fan at all? A little bit. I mean, okay, my you probably know enough, Jays, but so. do you know yeah. <laughs> the name of, of the fence in left field that you, if, if you hit the, do you know the name of the wall? Oh, the big green wall? Yeah. The, it's, yeah, uh, the green monster. So I, cu- I wasn't allowed to say the green monster because of Red Bull's main competitor or one oh. of their competitors is monster. So they're like, yeah, can't say green monster. <laughs> Oh, I never even thought of that. How funny is that? Right? Uh, yeah, yeah. There's that, somebody on like a PR team that realized that and they're yeah. like, okay, make sure to, to let Jared know not to say that word. It's the Red Bull monster, this this event. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the Red Bull giant or something. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. and, and I'm assuming that's where they started from, right? Like they would have No, it was all scaffolding. Like it was built okay. within the within the thing. Yeah, that was that was a fun <laughs> event and had a great times there. And um um speaking of your Canadian in Edmonton. Uh, in Edmonton, that one on the waterfront, the, the, what's his name? The, the, what's the, uh, what do you call it? Not your president, but prime minister, what's the guy, what is it? Prime minister, prime minister. He came to, yeah. came to it and all that. I had a, I had an off day before the event. So to your point about traveling, I walked over, got local food, made a homie, uh, hung around, went to a coffee shop. I walked to a curling hall and it was seniors <laughs> day and I'm just by myself, dude. I go to a curling hall and they're curling and I'm just watching and they, it, it's the, it's the season finale for their league. And okay. they're like, what are you, what are you doing here? It's all these, you know, gray haired men and women just got done their curling session, their whole season. Bob won probably 40 people. And they're mm-hmm. like, Hey, come on, you know, Hey, Hey young man, come hang out. I hung oh, out no. and chopped it up with all these old curling homies. And I got a tattoo. Um, there's a famous tattoo called Prisoner of Love. And it's like an old Ed Hardy. It's like kind of like a finger holding. It's handcuffed and it's got a heart t- attached to a heart. So Prisoner of Love. Okay. I have I have that hand, but it's Prisoner of Curling because he's holding the curling stone. That's amazing. So I got, I, got that in, uh, I got that in Edmonton. That's funny. Dude, you, you got to watch out for curling people. They will drink you under the table. They're like oh. low key, like <laughs> some of the craziest drinkers out there. Well, the cur- curls for the girls. They're doing those, you yeah. know. Yeah, you ounce, can't curl 10 ounce, sober. Ten ounce curls, dude. Twelve ounce curls. <laughs> That's what they're doing. So, out of out of all the 
painful tattoos you've had. Is is the big toe the worst one, or is that the easiest? <laughs> Uh, the worst one is the back of my thigh. My grandpa's uh, flight squadron is called the Hellhawks. And my, okay. for whatever reason, my buddy Asher, I don't know if he had a heavy hand that day or whatever, but holy cow, that 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 one hurt. That one back hurt real thigh. good. But yeah, I mean, I have a, yeah, I mean, Norway, you know, Norway, Japan, Malaysia, New Zealand. I mean, all over, all over the dang world. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's cool. It's like, it's it's wearing your travels. It's been something I've been struggling with is like, how do I, how do I remember all this? Like, I, I'm concerned. I'm No, I'm serious. I'm concerned that I'm going to fall into that kind of same trap where it all blends together. And I don't, yeah. I want to try and actively get ahead of that. And I know I'm probably going to fail halfway through, but like, I don't know. I'm just trying to think. I, and I can't steal your idea of like all the the flash. But I mean, like, I, didn't, I, I didn't come I up know. with it. I'm just, I'm I just know. here for it. Yeah, I just, yeah. I'm, I don't know. I, I, I've been thinking like stickers or something like that. I mean, mugs. I mean, I, I do. I am going to bug you for a send it mug as much as oh. I love mine. I oh, that's sick. Actively, yeah. No, this is like local local artists, that kind of thing. Dope. But I've had the same yeah, mug my, for like five years. My homie owns Deneen Pottery. He's the, his, his dad founded it years ago. And now he uh, he's he's president at the helm of Deneen Pottery Handmade in St. Paul, Minnesota. So every year I do a different Deneen mug. So okay, yeah. That's all the the send it. Yep. Where where did you tell me where Oh Doctor comes from? Where does send it come from? Send it came from um, actually Chris Forsberg's brother Eric Forsberg, aka Topics, and Rich Bible. Um, rest in peace, Rich Bible. Um, he was a one of the the DA OG kind of homies. He's in old DA videos, Drift Alliance videos. They were like, dude, send it, and I just I said it the first Irwindale. Um, it came on Irwindale 04 and Jim really kind of stuck, loved it, wanted to brand it. And, and then it just stuck. So I've been saying it for 20 years. I don't, I don't own it. I don't have it licensed. You see it damn near everywhere now, you know? Um, yeah. And it's just popular vernacular of, you know, if you're snowboarding or skating or, you know, you're about to send it, lick the stamp, dude, get after it. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was, yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Too bad. I mean, I guess hindsight's 2020, like too bad you couldn't have, you know, like, let's get ready to rumble, even though I think FD now has to cut a check uh, <laughs> right, for me yeah. saying that. But, like, I, I don't know what, like, how you even go through that process of licensing a phrase like it's that. It's so expensive to do send it. I, I, I did look into it. It was because you <laughs> need a, yeah, I, I, I did look into it, like, years ago. And it's, it's exor- I don't, I don't got that, I don't got that kind of money. Yeah. I mean, it might pay for itself, but also, like, it wouldn't be in the vernacular the way it is now, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's kind of just just part of the ethos. Like I think that yep. um Jack White talked about with Seven Nation Army, where like every time he every time he hears a different version of it, he gets excited. Cause he's like, I now am folk music. Like he's like, <laughs> This isn't my song anymore. This is the song right. of the people. And like yeah. that's that's you know, his legacy. He's like, no matter what, someday someone will go back and like, where did this song come from? And he's like, and it will end with my name. And it'll be everywhere. So yeah. I, I kind of look at Send It in a similar fashion. Like you may not have, you know, even Seven Nation Army is a, a stolen riff from something something else. Yeah, doom, but it's like, doom, 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 yeah. doom, right? Another another yeah. good Detroit boy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the, the, the dirty Detroit. I mean, it's not that bad now. It's actually gotten a lot better. I like, like it there. In, yeah, it's a great place to visit. Um, yeah. Larry Chen's sister lives there in the Detroit area. Really? Larry Chen's sister is a very, very talented artist. Uh, Louise, she goes by Wheezy on Instagram, and she does huge murals around Detroit. If you see any of the big flowers, that's Larry okay. Chen's sister. On the freeway, she has some kind of more rudimentary flower paintings, 
But yeah. um, in certain areas, she has these really dope. Um, I mean, she's done it for like Lululemon and stuff. And uh, Larry's sister lives there. So. Okay, I'm gonna look that up. I mean, I, yeah. I drive through Detroit all the time, so I'm, I'm definitely gonna keep an eye out now because there's some incredible street art in Detroit. Like it's yeah. the the murals there. I mean, there's so many so many canvases with kind of the way the city's gone yeah, the way Brisk, it has. <laughs> Brisk lives there, and he's a he's a really notable um, graph artist. That's part of the Seventh Letter Crew, and uh, he has. I'm looking him up right now. Um, yeah, I think he's. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Brisk, right? Yeah, I think so. Anyways, yeah, there's there's a lot of talent. There, there in Detroit. Yeah. What, so, what do you? Okay. Outside of like golf and and all the other stuff, like what what are you into? Like, is there is there like a weird hobby that you keep that you're like ah, I don't really talk about it, but like you know thimbles, I got a whole bunch of them. <laughs> I collect everything, dude. I have so much dumb stuff. I mean, not dumb stuff. Excuse me, I, <laughs> I digress. Just I just collect. You have travels. historic T-shirts. Yeah, yeah. T-shirts and stuff. I just purged yeah. a bunch the other day. I have hats and shirts and clothes and gear. I mean, I know a little about everything as humbly as possible. And it's just, it's just random, man. It's just, it's, mm -hmm. it's how, how my life is. There's nothing in particular that you'd be like, oh, wow, Jared did that. Like, yeah, thimbles or something like that. Um, <laughs> I would say most recently us moving from Arizona to California, uh, we acquired a, a mid-century modern house. And mm -hmm. it's really become kind of part of our family and ours identity. It's a really unique post and beam construction built in 56. And it's got a lot of personality. So I would say that's kind of like just this weekend, finally put up this tension mount wall unit. We have an Adrian Persol couch, which is a Persol boomerang couch. We have Modernica chairs. We have a uh, Scandinavian designed uh, dining table. Just Herman Miller this or, you know, okay. that that's kind of the really random one. Like I've had friends over, Forsberg's been over here and other other people, but I'd say kind of the architecture in the mid-century modern. Like we went out to Palm Springs for this thing called Modernism Week. Um, mm -hmm. And you go to, you do house tours and and take a look at fixtures and stuff. I, I would say that's kind of a, a weird one. That that's cool. Like, what? And, and you could see it. Like I, I post, uh, I post our couch or piece of art. I, I, I collect art. Like I'm, looking at a shag piece or a Mike Giant or Conifer, who's the kind of creative design director at Race Service. Yeah, his, says, his stuff is I, I'm amazing. the cheese and you're the wine. I get stinky while you stay fine. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I, I would, yeah. Uh, his his artwork is is amazing. I mean, it's it's a very, it, you, if you if you like it, you love it. If you yeah. don't get it, like if, if you're not into it, you're like, okay, cool. Like weird block letters. That's, that's great. But it's like, right. Man, some of the some of the stuff he's done, you yeah, forget um, that it's hand painted. Yeah, yeah, he's he he's sick. Actually, I'll 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 grab it real quick. I'm gonna grab a power cord too because I'm dying. Don't go anywhere, Jacob. Don't Hold go on. anywhere. Hold All on. right. Oh, dude. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I'm super jealous. Sorry, I was ill ill prepared on the power. No, no, it's all good. It's all good. Um, two so two are hours you, are of you, talking. Hey, hey, it's what we're here to do. I, yep. I know you got a hard cut off to head to LA, so that's oh, all good. Uh, so are you are you pro or against conversation pits? Then very divisive uh, subject. I'm 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 down for conversation pits. I think they're. I'd love to have one at our house, but like I said, our our front room. Um, has a really dope Persol couch. Like we could go into the carport that's below where that's mm -hmm. it. I'm I'm 100% for about conversation it. pits. 
yeah, you've thought about this. <laughs> if oh, you yeah. already know what the structure is underneath, you've definitely like oh, yeah. been under there with the measuring tape. You're like, okay, how much could we lose? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, that's that's kind of the the long and short of it. And I I collect tiki mugs. Um, okay. You know, another uh, another piece of so I, back to the traveling. So I try to find like one of my favorite tiki bars, super random uh, in Milwaukee. Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And when I go there for Harley stuff, it's called Foundation. I mean, three dots and a dash in Chicago's up there. Any Trader Sam's, Trader Vic's, um, they're fantastic. Another random one in Montreal I went to. Um, some bangers in Seattle. Um, quite a few. Tiki mugs. Hmm. Tiki mugs. It's a vibe. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I mean, everybody's everybody's got a thing. Yep. So, I mean, you you definitely give off the, like, you know, board shorts and, and like, you know, Hawaiian shirt, tiki mug vibe. So I could yeah. see it. Yeah. Thanks, man. Hey, Thanks. I, 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 I'm still, I'm I don't still, know if I, I don't even know if that's a compliment, but yeah, I'm no, just, trying no, to, I mean, just trying to catch those vibes, dude. You seem, you seem just at, like you actively relax. Like, <laughs> like you, you will, you will go into a situation and say, no, 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 I am actively relaxing right now. That's like, a great <laughs> observation. I mean, it's, I, I would, I would also, I'm not correcting you by any means, but it's also, it's the duck. It's the duck that's that's you see it. You see how calm the duck is, but you right. don't see the feet moving because yeah. you know this morning had multiple calls. Get on my Peloton. Go pick up my son. Go to LA tonight. Do this. Do that. Being being a husband. Being a father. Being present. Taking care of my mental health. Making sure I'm okay. You know, because mm-hmm. like I said, as as exciting and as um, fantastic and talk about progression that September was. It took a toll on my body and my mind, and oh, I mean, it was it was crazy. So, yeah, the 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 mental health thing is is something for real. You know what I mean? Like straight yeah, up. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been a victim of the like the hustle culture mentality. Like, oh, you got to work sixteen hours and all this stuff. And it's taken me. A, I mean, it took it really it took my wife to be like, listen, like you're burning out. I can see it. You can't see it. You're yeah. you're gonna push until you fall over. Yeah. Like, we need to have this talk now because. Like you're gone, you're a space case, and I'm like, oh, cool, thanks. Like, and then I realized like what she meant, and she's like, you know, you you come up from your office and you're not here. You're physically here, but you're mentally gone. So, yep. I mean, it's good that you've acknowledged that now, and it sounds like you're doing something about it. Yeah, it's it's doing doing a gut check and making sure that that you're good, you know, and and we gotta just be nice, just be a good yeah. person, man, because you know we 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 kind of we already did acknowledge kind of just the the spewing and the hatred and, but you know, sometimes you don't know where other people are at. So it comes from a, comes from a place that they've been hurt. So yeah. they just perpetuate it. You know, there's no bad dogs with bad owners. Mm. Yeah. You I know? think, I mean, not to like quote Joe, Rogan. Well, I mean, I'm going to quote Joe Rogan either way. It's like, you just have to look at everybody. Like at one point in time, they were a baby. Everybody was a child at some point. Like, if you kind of go into it with that mentality, you're like, oh, like you were just some kid at some point. Like you're an asshole now, but like something happened in between that day and this day. And sorry for that, that you feel the need to say those things to me. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, what, who do you think is going to win the championship this year? I'm, I'm, I'm reversing roles here. Mm. <laughs> I, I really think, 
I really think Turk's got a good shot at it. I think he's okay. in a place in his life where it's all come together. He's back, you know, back in his homeland. He's got an amazing team. He's settled into the car. We saw it look really good at the end of the year. Mm. Um, he's not worrying about a baby coming along now. The marriage is is set. Like it's unless there's another one coming that I don't know about. But like <laughs> he he seems to be in a place where the mental game, like you said, the inches between the ears is yeah. settled. I think I think Osbo feels a lot of pressure right now. I think Matt feels a lot of pressure right now. I think James Dean has nothing to lose. Yeah. I wonder how I, him and him and the Mustang are going to pair up. You know, I mean, I, I, I watched that video of them testing at VIR and I'm, I'm interested to see how that goes. Yeah. Um, this hasn't been released since the time of this recording, but we talked to Chelsea about it and it sounds like James is pretty vocal about the things he wants, which is great. And that's what you want, right? And it, it just seems like he's going to come in and I, I feel like we're going to see a huge juxtaposition as to what those cars can do from like an outside perspective. I think we're going to see Chelsea with this really loose, grippy setup, not maybe three-wheeling, but then you're going to see James rocket ship it in a different way. Yeah, And that's what I'm interested to see is the side-by-side of both of those guys who are, you know, I, I would still say James is probably more talented, nothing against Chelsea, but like you can't argue with somebody who's won that many championships. You just Yeah, the, the stats. You, you know, you, yeah, yeah, you look at you look at the trophy room and and you know, it, it that's I mean that's a powerhouse. You know, um, would love to see Adam get that get the Mustang dialed to where he wants yeah. it as well. The um, four rounds thing is interesting. I mean, I get it, especially with what he's announced now. Um, I yeah. I would I would like to see him do a full season, but that's not my call. Like, I mean, if it was, it'd be different. Uh, but I I really think Turk. I would like to say Odie, but taking on Simon and having another driver just takes, in my opinion, just takes away from same thing, that mental. And it's another thing to manage, another thing to deal with. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of, that's my guess early on is, mm-hmm. is that Turk's going to take it. We'll probably see James in second and... Wow, you're saying hmm. James is going to be second overall in the first year in a Mustang? I think I think so. Wow. Yeah, I think there's never been a vehicle he's touched that he couldn't adapt to. I mean, he's done it with every chassis he's ever touched. So yeah, you see him get into, he, but they're like, yeah, yeah, S chassis or I mean, they're S. But he chassis. got into the Eurofighter. He got into that and just rocketed. He, dude, yeah, he crushed with a, an SR FDRX7, which neither yeah. of those things should be good, no. and <laughs> and he still did it. So like, <laughs> I I don't know. I I think his biggest and greatest skill is the ability to adapt to any situation, and that's yeah. why he's gotten as far as he has. All right. So, uh, third place, a, I have no idea. I, bold, I'd like to bold wild statement. Cotton. Bold move, Cotton. You could dodge. What? You could dodge a wrench. You could dodge a ball. Bold move. I love bold. I love bold move, Cotton. That's like my go-to phrase. <laughs> I, anytime I see something, it's bold move, Cotton. What, what about you? What do you think? Like, I, I mean, I don't want to put you in that, but what do you? No, where, I mean, where's I, your thoughts? Chris Forsberg gets the win. Uh, of course, <laughs> I would say. I you read would the script that. already. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. All right, and the second round is what's going to happen. Um, yeah, yeah, it's already scripted, dude. And I could, I could see why people think it's scripted. Um, yeah. You know, I, I'm looking at the drivers list. Stoked that Forrest Wang's back. Love Jeff Jones. Um, Want to see what Joao's got up up his sleeve? Just looking at some of these names. I, I, field, field. It's all about mind games. You know, obviously Ryan talked about it. It came down to Irwindale. Irwindale was just such a shit show. Um, mm-hmm. not by, by nobody's choice, obviously, but just a wild, wacky event. And I mean, we had wild, wacky events all of 22 I mean, from Florida, which was the gnarliest ever weather Dude. event we've ever had. Ryan, and I just looked at each other after, after Orlando last year, 
we looked at each other like, holy shit, dude. Like, yeah. what just happened? That was insane, you know? And obviously, you know, with Dylan winning, Raider got that win in New Jersey. Yeah. Um, all signs all signs are saying that it's field year. And I do agree with Turk. I think he's got it right there. Um, if you look back at vehicles, it's it's attrition. I mean, look, Chris Forsberg won the, the, the most recent, the third of his championship without winning an event. He, he never won an event that year, but he got the championship. So it's yeah, right. it's that Tanner Faust kind of perfected it. He he ramped up during the event and through the year, but his car wasn't the most powerful. It wasn't this. It wasn't. It wasn't. You know, but it it ran and it ran consistent all the time. It was his Turbo Z. You know, mm-hmm. and that 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 car got him you know, got him, got him exactly what it needs to be. So it's all about attrition, man. Keeping your car together and uh, making sure it, it runs good. That's that's do it. You, Just, yeah. Do you have any like dark so, horse predictions? Like, do you think anybody, we're going to see a, a big push? Like, I think Rome's an easy pick on that, but I mean, I don't even yeah. consider him a dark horse anymore. No. Like, I, I just, I don't. I think he's just that good. Um, hmm. I'd love yeah. to see Taylor Hole step up. I think, I think Taylor Hole's right there. Um, yeah. I'm looking at the driver's list as I talk to him. It'd be interesting with with Kenda. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's it's just going to be interesting to see what those tires are like on on these cars. So yeah, that's that the biggest unknown. They could be incredible. They could be not so incredible. Like we we don't know. Oh, we got Diego I mean, Higa coming in from yeah, Brazil. That's I rad. I don't know a lot about him. I've I've been actively yeah, he's, trying he's, to research. He's pretty him. talented. Look at look at Brandon Sorensen. He's he's making noise. Dean Carney. I just want him to. Like talk about keeping a car together, Dean. Uh, I love Dean. We we vibed out a few different um, a few different rounds, and he's just he's a great dude, really yeah. good dude. So I, I yeah, wish man, you I, get, I, I, I wish you get out of the Viper. Like I know, I just I want to see what he can do without it because it's such a difficult. It looks like such a difficult car to drive. Yeah, like what could you do in a chassis that isn't so awkward? Yeah, I mean, like. When 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 Sam won the championship in in a Viper, it was just a different time, you know. Is it? But it's a totally different time. But Dean's just so invested into Dodge Vipers, you know. So yeah, I don't I don't know what benefits him if he steps out of that car or outside of like you said, just keeping the car together, making sure it runs. But I mean, they they work hard. Everybody does. It, be, it becomes that argument too of like there are. I, I, I'm not going to name names, but there are people in FD, everybody's there to win. Don't get me wrong. Yep. But there are people who are like, look at, I only need to get to a certain point because I enjoy this level of competition and it is now self-sustaining and I can just show yeah. up or I can do this stuff and like, I'm happy to be able to do this. I, I know, you know, if I maybe switch chassis to something more competitive, I may lose that interest and that loses the funding. So yeah, yeah I could be more competitive, but if I lose the funding, I can't show up. So it becomes that weird situation where like, you know, do you keep pushing? I think, uh, like, you mentioned a Forrest Wang. He just did an interview uh, with Aaron from Lone Star, and they were mm-hmm. talking about it. And, like, Forrest is kind of like, yeah, I'd like, you know, I want to win, but, like, I just want to have fun. Like, I'm just, I, I'm going to go into it with that mentality. And we've seen yep. Chelsea do really well with that mentality. Um, I mean, I think I think when he made that switch, then we saw the Jets turn on there. So, I think Forrest will be, it'll be interesting. I hope the car's fast enough. That's my only concern. Like, yeah, the, the year, the year, his last year that yeah. he competed in FD, he found that special sauce. You know, he did have that side bite and, and he did have that, again, that, that side bite that he did have speed. I heard you guys talking about it. Like I actually go faster when I'm on my, you know, like all those yeah. kind of things. Um, 
yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what's going to go down. Obviously, Forsberg, second year in the Z, get the, get his motor program dialed. dialed. Uh, he can, he's always a threat. So yeah, and that's that's what I love about it. And anybody could win, man. And and we saw that all last year again. Reader and Dylan Hughes and Kazuya, you know, like yeah, yeah, Kazuya, yeah, like that, that. Nobody, nobody, like not to sound terrible, but like nobody would have laid money mm-hmm. on that, like at yeah. all. So yeah. like. Yeah, it's I, that is that is probably the best part about this sport. Is like um, anything can happen. So Masuyama's not back. I, heard, I know. I heard he's, yeah, what yeah. It's it'll be. A, I mean, it's going to be a weird year. Not having Rad Dan really sucks. Not having that that energy in the pits is going to be tough. Um, I'm excited to see that he's able to do other stuff. Like yeah. I think that might reinvigorate and get things going. Um, as long as he comes back, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. So. He always has a smile on his face, him and his lovely wife, Renee. They always have a great attitude, but it, it wears on you, you know, and, yeah. and, he, and he's progressed and, and it's not goodbye. It's see you later. So like you said, it sounds like, you know, he'll be back in, in 24 and that's, is there, that's is okay. there a driver, is there a driver that's left that like you would like it, from any era that you'd be like, man, I wish you would come back. Like, I want to see what you can do. Like Tanner. today. I'd love to see Tanner. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, D- Daigo. Yeah. I want yeah, Daigo to come back. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised, you know, I'm looking at the driver's list and it has a has a TBA, has a TBA to be announced. Um Yeah. Do you have do you have any speculation or do you know? I uh, unfortunately <laughs> I know. So I can't yeah, say. Yeah, I do, I, do, I do too. I do too. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I do know. So, so on 3, 1 I'm 2, excited. no, I'm just kidding. No, don't. <laughs> you know. <laughs> June Mang. Oh, <laughs> uh, June Mang. Yep. Yep, June uh, Mang gets the June win. Mang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm I'm excited for that. I think I don't know the year. The year's going to be good. I think there's enough people coming up that it's going to be exciting. There's a lot of the middle pack guys that are moving up, like you said, Dylan, uh, Reader, Jeff Jones, who have all really come into their own. Yeah, and Rome. then yeah, Rome. Like ah man, Rome's Rome's one good string of good luck. Like that's that's all yeah. he needs to win an event. So mm-hmm. oh, Zendara Kennedy, uh, Zendara's yeah. coming into pro spec. That's cool. Kelsey. The pro, the prospect lineup looks. Uh, yeah, uh, someone mentioned earlier that there's a, a a chance that we get an all female podium, which I'm, I'm yeah. I'm for it. Like I'm all about it. That's that'd be sick. I, I wish I wish there were more women in prospect and pro. Like, yeah, it's some of the craziest drivers I've ever seen. I mean, not yeah. not in a bad way, but like some of the best drifters I've ever seen. Are, are <laughs> oh, you just got and canceled? Like, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. You're like, yeah, <laughs> that's getting clipped. <laughs> yeah. Crazy drivers, yeah. Oh, oh man. <laughs> but yeah, I, the prospect lineup looks good. I've I've been full like balls deep in, in doing the full research on pro this year and kind of like building a list of like everything, everything that's changed and try to have like a definitive guide. And then I have to do the prospect one, and I'm like a little nervous because admittedly my knowledge there is not as good. And like I know a lot of the guys that I knew from my era, uh, not driving a prospect but being around prospect. Uh, that are still there, but uh, a lot of the new faces. I have a lot of work to do. So and 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 don't you know? I wouldn't I wouldn't beat yourself up too much because there there are new names, and I always just say analogously, it's like it's like vert skateboarding where mm. you have this generation. There's new generation coming. Oh, I, I've heard about this kid, or like tell me yeah. more. Like there, it's you can't be everywhere. And that's and that's the beauty of it is the growth of drifting and like I said it's all drifting but who's focusing on what if it's this sanction body this region that like you know 
I go to so much car stuff. If there's a car event, I'm not getting, everybody's like, dude, you got to go to King of the Hammers. I'm like, is there any activation I could like announce and go work? Because <laughs> I, I'm, I'm good. Like, yeah, like I, I love dust. car stuff, <laughs> but I'm, I'm just at it all the time. So that's why, you know, yesterday we went to a museum, saw the Daniel yeah. Arsham, you know, Daniel Arsham exhibit at Orange County Museum of Modern Art. So, you know, there's, there's car stuff there, but yeah, that's, yeah. So I'm like, eh, you know. You got to break away from it. You, you yeah. just, you have to. If it's if it's all encompassing, it. all yeah, all consuming, it you don't ever want it to grow old. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We well, we we live in it, dude. Like I know. Like I'm, I said, excited. Like, I'm excited. Yeah. I, I'm excited. I'm what I I I'm going to tap you on the shoulder on one of these rounds and be like, look, it just take me somewhere. Let's let's find a <laughs> let's find a spot. Let's go somewhere. Go get a tattoo. I don't care. But at let's some go. point. You you tell me which city What's is your like favorite the best round? one to do. What's your favorite FD round location? Uh, Atlanta. I mean, I have so many cool memories in Atlanta. Um, JTP burst my eardrum in Atlanta, so like that's like my go-to. He backfired. Mafia. I was standing. I, I was standing at the at the flagger stand. He came down the hill, and I had a camera, and I turned as he was coming down, and it backfired right in my. I was like four feet away. No blood. way. I'm like, oh cool. <laughs> I guess blood. I guess this like for oh real? yeah. Oh yeah, it was bad. I was shooting for Riley Sexsmith back then, and oh, wow. uh, yeah, yeah, it was bad. It was not a good time. And like being Canadian in the U.S., like medical insurance and stuff. And I'm like, what do I do? So I called my mom, who's a nurse, and she's like, well, there's not a lot they can do. Just get back home, and we'll take a look at it. So can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yeah, it's oh, it's not geez. good. I I oh, now man. very much wear hearing protection trackside because of that. Dude. So. You're yeah. a monster between your vocal cord being shredded I, up because you want to do opera and then your <laughs> eardrum, thanks to JTP. That's crazy. Yeah, that's I, I live a I live a rough life. What can I say? <laughs> it's nine. It's not uh, just another quill on the cap. It's ninety. It's probably like ninety percent. I don't know. It, my buddy, who's the director, I worked with him at uh, at X Games at Coda the first year we had at Circuit of the Americas. He hit me up and it's like it's pretty well locked that I'm gonna do LEP live event production F1 in Miami. So I'm excited for that. Oh, dude, that's, yeah. that's got to be a dream come true. Yeah. Just another, again, just another, another tattoo, man. Yeah. <laughs> just another gotta, tattoo, metaphorically. I have to ask, is Daniel Ricardo as cool as he seems in real life? He is. He's really, okay. he's really cool. Really down to <sighs> earth. Sleep. Just a nice guy. Yeah, he's, he's uh, a really good dude. And I've had the pleasure of, you know, working, working for Puma. I've interviewed Lewis two times and then I interviewed Max and Daniel. Um, this is all Puma stuff. Mm. And then uh and then Daniel had a had a wine uh drop at race service. I know. And I was trying yeah, to get in there. I was texting Sam. I'm like, dude, get me in. He's like, I, you need like security clearance to yeah. get into this. I'm like, ah, oh, all right. Yeah, it was it was pretty it, but yeah, I got a couple bottles of his wine. It's pretty good. Oh, uh, was nice. it Rick, Rick Red or something like that? Yeah. Sounds about yep. right. Probably yep. tastes like America too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, three ever man. That's why he's got the Dale number, dude. He lo he loves America. He it's crazy. He's yeah. yeah. He's he's yeah. It's I mean, I he seems like a great guy. So I mean, that's yeah. that's on my bucket list to like yeah, he's totally at least say dude. hi. And you guys are talking about drivers survive. They have the the golf one called Full Swing, which uh, Chad Mum. He's yeah, Full Swing is the golf one. And Chad Mum, he's the executive producer. I met him a couple weeks ago. Really nice guy. But he brought. That's why it's like uh, it, I started watching. Obviously, drivers survive day one and then this full swing one it does a good job documenting the kind of the stories of particular golfers and just like drive to survive but they brought the crew from drive to survive and put them on full swing okay. and it has that same kind of essence which is kind of cool hmm. yeah. just FYI uh, yeah okay okay I'll put it on the list I'm not a big golf yep. guy 
Like I, I, it's all good. you know, I mean, I can, I can drink beer in a cart all day, but like to <laughs> actually swing a club's a whole other story. So that, that's, I get it. It's all, it's all good, dude. Yeah. I, I'm just trying to make, make golf cool. Just have fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Make my, make golf cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, it's, I, it's fun, man. I, I love it. But like, I've had, you know, I've had a bunch of friends out here, not dropping names, but you know, like my buddy, Chris Jacobs, Rutledge Wood, I've, I've golfed mm-hmm. car guys, uh, Tanner, Tanner's Florida's playing out here. We played like just a bunch of homies. Is there is there like one car guy that just is excellent at golf? Mm, no. <laughs> no. Chris Jacobs is just... actually pretty good. Chris Jacobs is decent. So he's former host of Overhaul and he hosts a bunch of stuff if you don't know the name. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, I yeah. I I, I yep. grew up on on the, you know, the the classics of either Discovery or or, you know, the what is it, the motor block? Yeah. Uh, on Saturday mornings. Is it motor yep. block? Engine block? No. Power block? Power block. Power, Power block. block. That was Power it. block. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I was one of those yep. kids. So, well, sir, I know you've got to uh, hit the road here shortly. I really yeah, appreciate you, you uh, doing this. I'm excited to hang out a little bit this summer. I swear I'm not going for your job. Don't read the text <laughs> messages I sent, Sage. <laughs> it's all good, man. No, I, I I appreciate what you do, and I, I like this. And thanks for the insight. And uh, you know, yeah. you're you're a tool as well. I'm going to utilize right. you as a tool. <laughs> oh, here we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna get tapped on the shoulder. Be like, listen here, Canadian. <laughs> I'm going to need you to something. I'm going to need something from over the border. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's more of a, it, it, no, it, in all seriousness, it's, you can get a good insight and just, again, different perspectives, different, different flavors of ice cream, man. You're, you're Canadian chocolate moose tracks and I'm, you know, 100%. American mint chip, dude. It's all good. Yeah. No, that's great. Well, thanks again. Uh, thank you everybody for listening or watching or whatever you're doing. Make sure to watch because you got you've got to see that that poster. That was awesome. Uh, and then just you know Jared's animated face. So, uh, but yeah, thank you. Thanks everybody for listening and watching. Make sure to subscribe. Share this episode with a friend. Hopefully they don't clip this too bad. I will talk to the editors. Make sure we don't get completely screwed on this one. <laughs> <laughs>